You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Wee! It's Roger Rabbit! What the fuck, man? <laughs> every week with this shit. How about something like, appropriate to the podcast episode? Like, Okay, so we're talking about Skyscraper this week? Roger Rabbit's appropriate. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Can you smell what Blur Vision is cooking? It's Roger Rabbit. All right, I'm done with you. <laughs> You're so extra. <laughs> okay, uh, welcome to Blur Version, guys. Another week in geek. I gave me with a your, headache. <laughs> You're shaking your head like a madman <laughs> with, with your boys, Jordan and Michael. These are your two best blurred buddies as we travel into the world of geekery. Do you have this? Is this is a new introduction? Yeah, this is I'm doing like a like a wrestling narration kind of thing going on. And guys, he's coming down the rope and walking. And <laughs> oh, and it's Jordan with the chair. <laughs> hey, it's appropriate, all right? We're talking about Dwayne Johnson's new hit. Uh, number one movie in America right now, Skyscraper. Well, I don't know about all that. Uh, well, we saw it, and you seem to love it. So, well, first of no, all, you walked out going, said that. "Man, Skyscraper was fucking amazing, Jordan. I can't wait to talk about it on this week's podcast." Now you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> what are you talking about? But the only difference is there's proof of what the stuff that I said that you said. There's no proof of this. That's exactly what happened. I was like, "But Michael." Die Hard's been a thing already. And you're like, Die Hard was garbage, Jordan. I never even seen Die Hard to make that comment. <laughs> even worse. <laughs> but well, now you have. I, have. I have seen it now. I watched it last, well, I started it last night and I finished it this morning because I fell asleep. Yeah, there was truth in that lie. The truth being that when we walked out, you did kind of enjoy Skyscraper more than I did. And I was like, bro, just watch Die Hard. That's yeah, your I homework. Did, I did enjoy it more than you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But now that you've seen Die Hard, I'm going to assume whatever your rating was, I don't know what your rating was, but I'm assuming now it dropped down a whole rating from what it was Stay before. Stay tuned and find out. It's better if we're going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched Die Hard again just because Skyscraper put such a bad taste in my mouth that I was like, I need to watch the original. <laughs> so I, I haven't seen Die Hard in years, but I rewatched it too. But we're going to talk about Skyscraper, not Die Hard. yippee ki motherfucker. It's our movie review for this week. Um, we're also going to talk about My Hero Academia, which came back this week. Yes, it did. Anime section returns in full force. With uh, a new theme song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people like it. I, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe because I felt that way about the original song, and then I was like, "All right, it grows. On, it grows on me more, more or less." The first time I heard it on this podcast, and it was blazing, blazing with blaring with the speakers. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, I actually like this song now that I hear it loud." But I never really didn't like the song itself. I just didn't like how I... It didn't feel like a My Hero Academia song at first. But this one, I just don't like the song. Like, it's different. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I, yeah, I feel that way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into it when we get to My Hero Academia. But we've also got Cloak and Dagger to talk about. The uh, new episode of that. Um, and we've got 
comic books to discuss. What? Comic book discussions on a comic book podcast? No That's way. So shocking. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> what is week, going on? This week we were talking about... Uh, what we signed up for. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, we got Batman to talk about. Batman 50, the wedding between Catwoman and Batman. And we also have uh, some Superman by Bendis to discuss. Mm-hmm. As teased last week at the end of the podcast. Jordan, uh, did you read any of them? Well, I read Batman. Oh, you did read, but you I didn't did. mention you didn't mention this. Oh yes, I did read Batman, um, and I read what I thought was Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it was like the the first issue epilogue to what you wanted us to read, uh-huh. which is Man of Steel. I read Superman issue number one. Yes, which comes after. Mm, well, so I'll guess I'll take the back seat to you in that discussion, and then I'll just fill in what happens after. <laughs> did you read the last issue of the Flash War? Flash fifty. Oh, there's another one. The la- the last one. That's, wait, really? There was only one more issue left? There was only one more, yeah. Flash War's over now. Wow. See, I didn't think it was at a place where I thought it could end already. That doesn't bode well. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I haven't read it, so we'll talk about it next week. It's pretty good. It's pretty good? You like it? If you're, if you're a Wally the West... Sage Force? If, you, if, you're a, the, if you're a Wally West fan, you would like Flash and the, War. And the Strength Force and all that garbage? Yeah. Okay, interesting. I didn't think... I, I thought it'd be stupid, but you're saying it's good, so I'll check it out. You want me to tell you? No. No spoilers, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I get enough shit for that already on the internet, okay? No spoilers. <laughs> it's not a spoiler if it's out already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Use that defense online. It doesn't work. <laughs> Before we get into all that, we have iTunes reviews and emails. Because I got a lot of email. I got a lot of messages in DM telling me that I need to read emails because I've missed it the last two yeah, weeks. Yeah, Jordan, you've been slacking. Yeah. I was like, come on, bro, read the fan mail. I'm like, I keep forgetting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm creating expectations. Yeah, I can't fail. I can't fail this podcast. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, let's see. Our first iTunes review comes from Big Chris 1911. It's a five star review, and the subject is Plus Ultra Perfect Vision. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a new rating for us. Uh, hey, guys. First time, long time since Javon in Asia. This guy is from the origins of the podcast. Uh, my name is Chris, and I love the podcast. Since I moved to New York City, you guys have been keeping me from turning into a mindless zombie at work. I agree with 93% of what y'all say. He has an exact number. It's an exact percent. <laughs> he crushed the numbers. <laughs> it's like calculus. You figure it out. Studied the whole podcast and <laughs> yeah. be like, hmm, 93%. <laughs> I wonder what the 7% is. Well, he said he actually would fill you in. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he's, the think, he's the thinker. <laughs> he's like, actually, I've already calculated the other 7%. <laughs> The other 7% either goes to Michael or Jordan, depending on whose views I relate to more. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, I love the chemistry between you guys and how unapologetic you both are. My hero is so dope, and I'm glad y'all put me on. My only qualm is uh, is your discussions on CGI when it comes to movies. Thor Ragnarok didn't have better CGI in its fight scenes than Black Panther. Uh, You did did T'Challa and Wakanda wrong for not giving a perfect vision. (laughs) What's up there? Just because do you think I rewatched I rewatched Thor Ragnarok last week, and it does have better CGI than Black Panther. I was about to say, I'm like, yeah, I think Thor Ragnarok overall did. But you know what? The, I think the main problem with Black Panther was it's because they used so much CGI in a very low scale environment. What I mean by that is, like in Thor Ragnarok, the CGI is for giant monsters. It's for giant epic battles with hella fights those that army. Um, it's when Thor and Hulk fight. 
You know what I mean? It's like these are big, larger than life things that you couldn't imagine without CGI. Mm-hmm. But for Black Panther, it's just Golden Jaguar and Black Panther fighting, or even in that final battle in that battlefield. Those are all things that could be the easily Spider-Man, done. With the Spider-Man three feels, with them falling down the oh Jesus, <laughs> the vibranium tunnel. Yeah, these are all things that very much could have been practical, but they chose not to make it practical. So like, especially that ending in the mine in the mine shaft or whatever, the the vibranium mine, that just looks so barren. And so lifeless. Like, it didn't look like it actually existed anywhere. It just looks a big CGI, like, subway station. Mm -hmm. And then couple that with them both being anatomically correct CGI people. It just looks weird. Because you know what a person looks like. anatomically incorrect. Anatomically incorrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what a person looks like. So when you see somebody move that doesn't move the way that your mind thinks that they should, because they're CGI, you kind of go, it's taking me out. And beyond the fact that their suits look flat as fuck in the theater, like in the big screen especially, like the textures in their suit look really bad with the CGI. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, you have like a perfectly great suit without the CGI. So it's like, why why even bother with that? Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair though, I did listen to some of our old reviews this week just because I was, I was bored and had nothing to do. First of all, I love when, me in particular, I get mad at things. So I listened to... um. The Ready Player... No, no, no. The um, Pacific Rim Uprising review. I was mad. <laughs> you were mad. But for Black Panther, I was like really depressed. Like listening to it again, I was like... You can hear my voice the entire episode. It's like right when Neko died. So I was really like... I was going through a lot of shit too. So like I don't think I would give it a perfect vision anyway. But I feel like I could have been a little bit more positive on it. But these things in my personal life at that time weren't very good. Unfortunately. Well, my personal life was fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, excuse me. <laughs> and I still gave it the same rating. <laughs> um, also, check out the Into the Badlands. Great show. Is it still? Come on. I, I, I'm not sure if they're on hiatus, but the show is still actively. On, oh, they weren't yeah. canceled. No, they weren't canceled. Oh, okay. And I gotta get. I gotta get back into it. I I fell off after the first season. I watched like the first couple episodes and fell off. Yeah, I watched the entire first season. I mean, I enjoyed it, but then I fell off. Action was cool. Uh, great show that talks about a feudal U.S. Oh, a feudal U.S. in post-war times in the future. It features martial arts and stars Daniel Wu. The first and second season are on Netflix. Oh, I didn't realize that. And the third is on the AMC website for free. I didn't even know it was that many seasons. Jesus Christ, it's three yes, seasons? Third season just aired. Holy crap. Um, some of the best fighting choreo I've seen in a while. Anyways, uh, Louis Tan is on his third season, so that's what made me want to go back to it because Louis Tan, that's Bay. Oh yeah, you love that dude. Yes. Uh, anyways, keep up the great work, and if y'all need a new co-host, hit me up on Instagram. I'm more than available every Sunday. Law, stay nerdy, my blurdy. Ah, uh, thanks, Chris or Big Chris. Big Chris. Not to be confused with Small Chris. <laughs> I'm not even gonna make a dirty joke because I don't know how old he is. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Well, I mean, if, if 1911 is his birthday, maybe he's like 100 years old. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's not true. <laughs> He'd be, probably be dead. <laughs> Don't assume. Anyway, next where you come from, Morales's, Morales's Web Slinger. It's a five-star review. Subject is The Best Hero Podcast. I can't stress how much I love this podcast. Until a few months ago, I used to only listen to the epic comic cast. Oh, it's uh, TC, TC Does Comics on Instagram, yeah. Uh, fun side note, he actually is the person that kind of got me into podcasting. Just hearing his podcast. I was going to say, didn't he stop? Yeah, he stopped. I think maybe he moved to like 
pay per listen for each episode or something like that. But I don't even think he releases regularly anymore. I don't know. It's a whole thing. I, I also stopped listening, so we have a refugee from Epic Comic Cast now. <laughs> uh, when that ended, I was lost. So I decided to listen to your podcast you kept promoting on your Insta. Since then, I've been hooked. Your reviews are always great. Stay nerdy, my blurry. Oh, thanks, Morales. Thank you. Miles Morales approved. Uh, and next review comes from Jim Bojan. Tell you a five-star review. So it is great podcast. Hope to be on the show soon. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, you're in the you're in the Eiffel the Eiffel Tower. What? What? The raffle? <laughs> the raffle? <laughs> yeah, you're in the raffle, buddy. Short, sweet, and to the point. You're in the Eiffel. <laughs> what if he actually won and he's on the podcast and he's like, "I'm so happy to be on the show," and says nothing that's else. It. <laughs> <laughs> he's completely silent the rest of the podcast. I mean, it could happen. What do you think? So, what do you think about this? It's it's all right. Nothing else? No. Nope. That's it. <laughs> All right, guys. This was Blur Vision for the week. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, next review comes from iRod4K. It's a five-star review. Subject is an everyday man slash woman's podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, I became a loyal listener <coughs> to this podcast after coming across it on the Blurred Vision's Instagram several months ago and have been listening ever since. Deserve five-star rating with topics with uh, for anyone who enjoys nerd media. With the length of the podcast, I'm able to listen to segments on the way to work, going to sleep, and working out. Thanks, guys, for your three-plus-hour commitment weekly to this. Your fans appreciate it and are listening. So we're good. We're good. Workout motivation. Yeah. Really? Hearing my voice is getting workout motivation? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Come on, push! Yeah, pop! <laughs> One more push-up! One more set, bitch! <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, from at a kid from Bexley, hashtag Thanos did nothing wrong. Okay. Oh my God. Michael disappearing. No, Michael. <laughs> Jordan, I don't feel so well. <laughs> hashtag he did nothing wrong. <laughs> he, he did some stuff wrong. Yeah. Even if his reasons are sound in his mind. We're in the end game now. Do you see that Reddit thing where like there's like a Reddit group that, that I think they're, the group was about Thanos doing nothing wrong. And they, for like the, I don't forget what day they did it, but they actually removed half of the Reddit people in that group. I did not see this. Oh, it's, but that's hilarious. Like, you know, a group about Thanos doing nothing wrong, and then they remove yeah. half the people in the group. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Our next review comes from Regis the Lion. It's a five-star review. Subject is The Plot Thickens. Gran Torino here with the review. Hey, he's back. Hey, he's back. <laughs> Great episode as always. Barbatos is is pleased that you finally reviewed Dark Knight's Metal. Um, I think it's the typo. I think he means Barbados. Barbato- Barbatos. Mm, mm, no, I think it's. I mean, he but he puts emphasis on the bet. Barbatos. I think that's it. How did he spell? Let me see. Bar, but then the bet is capitalized. Barbatos. Oh, yeah, that actually makes more sense. Barbatos. Because he's a bat. I like Barbados. Nah, Barbados. <laughs> uh, can we all give Tyrone a hug? He just wants justice for his brother. Oh, he means for Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger, yeah. yeah. Tandy uh, wants justice for her father. Uh, I like they, both, they both want justice. Yeah. <laughs> They're both Batman. <laughs> justice. Uh, giving you some anime to check out. Hajime no Ippo and Trigun. Later, boys. Well, first of all, I've seen both. And I love, I love, I like Trigun enough. But I love Hajime no Ippo. 
Like, love it. It's like one of the best boxing anime ever created ever. This is what Michael tunes out. <laughs> Dude, you need to watch it. If you like Rocky, it's like the anime Rocky. But it's long, so you might not want to watch it all. But do they sing? It's the eye of the tiger when I'm in your midfight. But I'm not in the eye of the tiger. Not like that, they don't. <laughs> exactly, because I sound great. I, I could have won American Idol with that voice. <laughs> I mustn't tell lies, Michael. <laughs> but anyway, thanks, Grant Torino. That was that was a great review. And um, I'll try and convince Michael to watch some Trigon and Epo. Mm, you won't. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Our next review comes from uh, speaking of Dick, Nightwing the Acrobat. So hey. Dick Grayson. Uh, it's a five star review. Subject is I am Mimir. Mjolnir. Mimir. Mimir. Meow meow. M I M I R. M I M I R. Yeah, what is Mimir? Mimir. I don't know. Let's see what he says. Hey guys, Nightwing is here to claim the throne. Y'all sit here comfortable. Michael B. Jordan voice, lol. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Y'all sitting here comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> that voice. Uh, okay, well, I'm here just to say I will be claiming the podcast historian position, lol, and I'm here to challenge anyone who gets in my way. <laughs> uh, I actually, I, I give this to him because he's the one that... I say, speaking of dick, he's throwing his dick down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throwing the gauntlet down. But no, he, he's totally got it. He uh, sent me some information last week about something we asked on the podcast. He, he's got that... He's got all the uh, uh, blurred vision history down. All right. Um, well, which episode did I announce that I was Mister Prediction Head? I know it was back when we were. It started with Game of Thrones. You really giving this man homework? Yep. <laughs> I want to test this theory. I test your. I test your chat. Your title. <laughs> He's like Agni Kai. I challenge you to. I was just about to say that. I challenge you to an Agni Kai. All right. So there you go, Nightwing. Uh, <laughs> What is the episode that Michael proclaimed himself the <laughs> Mr. Prediction head? That's not even like, I know. I don't know. That's why I want to know. I want to go back and listen. <laughs> you can say anything. You'd be like, oh. <laughs> no, because I want to go back and listen to it. Oh, okay. You're vain. <laughs> <laughs> um, he goes on to say, any, well, he did say challenge me if you dare. So, <laughs> uh, Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Michael dared. <laughs> uh, anyways, besides that, just wanted to take the time to say that I really love this podcast as well as the hosts and they do a really awesome job with the reviews and you guys make me feel like I'm there talking with you guys every week. Anyway, stay nerdy, my blurdy. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. P.S. We really need to get that on a shirt. We do. Someone's going to steal it from us before we get to copyright it. <laughs> P.S. If I get the job, lol, I'll start a section in the comments talking about Blurred Vision's facts containing facts on the hosts, catchphrases, and funny comments, lol. Peace, guys. Damn. It's like the flash facts. You got a resume. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of that. Flash facts? Yeah, yeah, flash yeah. facts. Barry says all the time in the comics. Um, Yeah, man, you, you got the job. But yeah, so just hit us up with that prediction, Mr. Prediction Head thing, and yep. you got it. That's your interview. Yeah, that's your interview. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next review comes from our old pal Jacob, a.k.a. the Spider-Man. Five-star review. Subject is, I made the list. Hey everyone, amazing podcast as always. I really enjoyed this week's episode of My Hero Academia. I really like the intro, but it's not as good as the last. Agreed. If you look at all the intros, you can see the growth Deku has gone through. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like the opening. Yeah, that's the difference. I like the, yeah, the visuals. The opening visuals, but it's just, just it's the song, song is tra- terrible. Exactly. Agreed. Um, so My Hero is always great at doing those like really emotional and really story-based intros i want to know who that guy is with the the he's like shirtless and he has a helmet 
He looks kind of like, like he's like posing like that. It's kind of like Deku and Kirishima combined. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Um, clearly, he's gonna sh- play a major role if they're showing him. Yeah, like that, right? Yeah. Also, the moment where All Might pushes Deku forward. Yeah, oh, yeah. My heart. <laughs> I was like, um, he went from fanboy to ninth holder of one for all. Anyways, I made a list of all the people associated with the podcast and their my hero characters. Oh wow, wow, he wow, he, he did homework. Yeah, he wow. Okay, you talking about like former co-host or like just everybody like, who's like claimed the character. Oh, so Jordan slash Blur Vision All Might himself, Deku, uh, Michael, you, all for one or Eraserhead. Uh, Xander. He, he did ask me. He's like, "Are you all for one or a race?" I said, "I'm all for one. I'm all for one race. No, I'm off. What did I all say? All for eraser head. I'm, I'm eraser for one head. <laughs> I think that's that what I said. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, Xander's Kachan, Regis the Lion is Gran Torino, and Flaza Dude is Shigaraki. God damn, that warms my heart, man. That was really sweet. Um, and last but not least, sorry Nightwing, but the position for the Blur Vision historian is already taken. Uh-oh, another, oh, uh-oh, another fight! <laughs> oh, it's taken by yours truly. But I won't do all the stuff you said. Too much work, or maybe I will. I don't know. <laughs> I think he kind of won then, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're saying I'm not doing it, <laughs> yeah, he's already putting down like his like his portfolios and he's setting up his resumes and stuff. <laughs> he's just like, eh, I guess I'm a historian, but uh, I'm too lazy. <laughs> Um, that's all for this week. Sorry for the longest review. Can't wait to hear the topics of this week. Adios, children. Children? You're, you're, yeah, younger you're, than like, <laughs> you're like half our age. <laughs> but thanks, Jacob. That was an awesome review. Uh, and our last review comes from Ginger the Weeb. It's a five-star review. Hey, look, I'm back. Uh, well, I'm back in the ring, fellas, and I'd like to nominate myself as the official Todoroki Shoto. It's well, expanding. Yeah, it's word, expanding. <laughs> Got the whole cast up here. Um, I mean, I am only admittedly... Oh, I, I am the only admittedly redheaded reviewer. So he wins by default. I need, I need proof. He <laughs> pictures or no, it doesn't yep, count? It doesn't count. Uh, I finally managed to download iTunes for Windows so I can review and have a chance at the next guest appearance. But regardless, I still adore this show and I wanted to relate a story of me crying like a Jordan baby again. Wait, I'm not a baby. <laughs> mm, Shut up. Aren't you though? <laughs> Did I tell you what my nickname used to be in gymnastics class? Back way back in the Wait, day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, more important, you had a gymnastics. What the fuck school did you go to? Whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm no, so no. fancy. You no, got no, gymnastics. No. no, I used to take gymnastics classes in the Y, like for camp and stuff. Oh, I'm like. Not, not school. <laughs> no, but uh, my, my nickname. That's gym- still fancy. I didn't go to gymnastics. Well, I went to the Y. <laughs> my nickname was Tinder Baby J. Because my hands would get calluses from the rings. They hurt. And now you're still a tender baby because you cry at everything. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, Let's see. He goes on to say uh, he wanted to introduce some friends of mine. Oh, yeah. I wanted to introduce some friends of mine to My Hero Academia. So I showed them the first episode. And all I can say is considering it was a day after I watched the uh, All for One fight. And I saw this full symbol of peace, all might in action. I cried like a bitch. Wow, episode one got him. Just from the feels from the all for one fight. And naturally, the two dudes to my left just stare at me like I had just turned green. <laughs> Anyways, love you guys. Keep up the good work. And most of all, go beyond plus, plus ultra. ultra. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> 
Uh, P.S. I know I said before that I liked them taking time with Ty and his girl instead of Ty and Tandy, but the last episode had me feeling some shit. I 100% agree with that statement. I actually, I really like this episode this week for Cloak and Dagger. Ah, uh, it wasn't the worst episode this, this season. No, after <laughs> last week's, I feel like it was almost like the entire episode last week was almost like a prologue to this episode. Like it was all like just table setting to get to this point for this most recent episode. But mm. we'll get there when we get there. Um, let's save emails for right before news. If you remember. Don't let me forget. <laughs> now it's on the podcast. If yeah, I forget, yeah. it's your fault. I'm like, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, but let's get into the topics this week and before we get into um, the emails and stuff and the news. Let's start with this week's movie review, Skyscraper. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Just a little nervous. Wow, you look very handsome. I just don't want to screw it up, you know? You have been preparing for this meeting for six months. You've got this. Let me ask you guys a question. Daddy loves who? Me. Daddy loves who? Me. Me. Exactly. Daddy's going to go make that bacon. Gross. Mr. Sawyer, is your family enjoying their stay? Very much so. They're shocked you gave us the entire floor. After your security assessment, what do you think of the building? With all due respect, he's a glorified security guard. Please. The Pearl is the tallest, most advanced building in the world. You've built a vertical city, but you've brought with it every single safety and security challenge that I could think of. We thought this floor was empty. So did I. Not only have you brought them all indoors, but you've trapped them 240 floors in the air. No one really knows what would happen if things go wrong. But I'm just a glorified security guard, so what the hell do I know anyway? The 96th floor is on fire. You're gonna be just fine, I promise you that. No, 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 no! Daddy! Tell me, how much do you love your family? If we're gonna get out of here, you're gonna have to tell me the truth. There's a reason they chose this building. A.K.A. Die Hard in a taller building. <laughs> die Hard Light. Is it Die Hard Light? It's really Die Hard Redux times 10 Kaokin Super, but with none of the with heart. the splash. Well, I heard, even though I've never seen it, but they said it was some Mission Impossible in this movie, too. The first one? Ghost Protocol. Uh, I didn't see that either. I didn't, yeah, so I can't. To me, it was just a carbon copy of Die Hard Plus the new Hollywood trend of bigger and badder and more CGI makes it better. Man, the world's tallest building. It dwarfs the Empire State Building and every other building. And it's in Hong Kong because we need those overseas box office dollars because they love the rock over there they, after they, Jumanji. They do. So fuck out of here. <laughs> but yeah, before we get into our review, for those who don't know our rating system here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system goes from poor vision to perfect vision in the middle there's passable and then you have less than passable and more than passable thank you catch upon and yeah man this is the new dwayne johnson summer blockbuster i mean after jumanji i you know we're just rolling out all these dwayne johnson movies because he's just a fucking you, you put his the rock's face on anything and he just makes money nowadays and i think the I, I heard the box office for this was actually pretty big too i mean i'm not into that so i don't really know but I'm going to guess we're going to get into that in the news. We'll talk about it. Okay. Well, if it is a big box office opening weekend, I don't think it deserves it. 
that's just my feelings on this. Uh, I mean, like I said, when we came out of this, I think I was more down on it than you were, just because, unlike you, I had seen Die Hard already. So I was very much unimpressed with a lot of things they were doing in this movie. But that's just me. You want me to start with my feelings before we get into... Uh, might as well. Spoilers? Yeah, already. Okay, so so we're going to give our non-spoilers. It's been a trend lately. Yeah. Oh, we got, hey, I can give it to you if you want it. No. No? Okay. <laughs> I don't want your sloppy seconds. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're, we'll start with some non-spoilery thoughts, and then we'll get into spoilers after we give our ratings. So, yeah, for me... I don't know. I didn't go into this with high expectations at all. I, I didn't even really want to see it, but we didn't really have anything else to see, even though we could have seen The First Purge or even, uh, what's that other movie? Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You, yeah. But, you know, this is like a big blockbuster, so I figured it'd be more popular for their mainstream audience. <sighs> I don't know, man. The On paper, it sounds like it could be an interesting movie. Like, yeah, it's a, it's following the Die Hard template, but, you know, you've got Dwayne The Rock Johnson in there as a family man. You give him the very humanized factor if he's got one leg, so now he's an amputee. And, you know, he's got the handicapable kind of thing going for him. And I thought maybe they'd play into that a little bit more and give the movie more heart. But what I was surprised to find was that there was almost no heart in this movie, aside from just, like, the basic of, hey, you know, he he's a family. He's got, he's got a family, right? Did you, did you know that? These are his kids. Oh, wow. Can I learn more about these kids? No. They're going to have one catchphrase that they say to each other, and that tells you that they love each other, and that's basically it. Oh, so I'm supposed to care about these kids because they're kids. Daddy loves who? <laughs> me! Daddy loves who? Me! Me! I love not one of y'all bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Little mixed babies. <laughs> Him and his wife from Scream. <laughs> What's her name? Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. I mean... The one thing I liked about her character, though, was that she wasn't a uh, uh, a damsel in distress. There were moments where she had some very active roles in the action, and she was able to hold her own in moments. So that's a good thing. I mean, yay, strong women. But Which is not typical in these types of movies. No, it's not. But, like, I don't think it served the movie at all, because I, I also didn't really know her. So just like him, you got The Rock doing all these cool action movie style jumps off you've seen the trailer jumps off of fucking like uh cranes to the impossible leaps to buildings dangling on the edge of things like nathan drake and uncharted series <laughs> like it's just, it it borders on the realm of ridiculous how impossible some of these stunts that they pull off are and it'd be one thing if you anchored me to these characters with some form of like endearment or charisma or something. And and Dwayne Johnson himself just oozes charisma anyway. So it's not if you give him like the right material, it's not hard to make him likable. <coughs> but it's just like that he can't carry the movie just on his pure charisma. And they didn't really give me enough uh exposition for these characters for me to care by the time they get into the action. And that goes for all the characters, not just the, the family, not just Dwayne Johnson, his wife, and the kids. I'm talking about his the side characters, the the police characters who are the, the Hong Kong police that show up on the scene just to kind of like watch the action happen, not do anything, not really add to the story at all, but just be there and just comment on it every once in a while, like like how kind of the audience would comment on the things that are happening. Uh-huh. What's he doing now? Where's he going? Why is he doing that? Like I don't give like I don't they're they're useless characters. Other than being Asian and I guess them talking in Chinese makes it easier for them to sell this movie overseas. It didn't they didn't add anything to the story. And you couple that with a shitty like the shitty uh antagonists in this movie, who again, I'm gonna keep them die hard in this review. They are 
Hans Gruber and his gang of uh, terrorists, but you suck out all of the charisma and backstory and any kind of like threat level, and that's who these villains are. Like it is like a cookie cutter version of everything that was cool in Die Hard, and I, that's an old movie. So I'm not sitting here going like Die Hard's one of my favorite movies. It's not. But when you have this bigger, better Hollywood Pepsi light version of like what that movie was back in the day, a gritty character drama, not really, that's not a think piece. I, I don't want to say that. It's it's more like they took the everyman idea and applied it to an action movie. And it made it compelling because for most of the movie, they're not doing all these ridiculous stunts with these CGI fires and like CGI environments that look fake and like these ridiculous situations. It's a lot of situations that you can go, if I was in his position, could I get out of this? Like, it's small things that make the tension and thrill more compelling and die hard. For example, what's the moment in Die Hard where he's not wearing shoes the entire the entire movie, mm-hmm. but he has to run across broken glass at one point because the villains shoot the glass out from around him. That was that's an iconic scene because fucking um, Server Snape goes shoot the glass, <laughs> and then he he looks at the like the exit because he has to run away because he's being mowed down by two guys with automatic rifles. He sees the exit. He looks at his feet. He looks at the glass, and then you know. Fuck! He's gotta run across his bare glass with his, like run across his glass with his bare feet. How's he gonna do that? And he does, but like that in itself, you can you can feel. Oh, he's picking the glass out of his feet. You can kind of feel it because you can relate to that. I can't relate to the Rock like holding a bridge. This is not sport. This is fucking stupid. He holding a bridge for his family to cross the goddamn little ass uh uh what's it called plank. And then they fall off the plank. You can't relate to that. You've never held a bridge, Jordan. No, I never <laughs> held a bridge. While while my wife and my son a whole bridge. <laughs> they're crossing the bridge together. They fall off, and not only does the wife have the ninja, ninja warrior finger dexterity and strength to grip that plank on the with her fingertips, the but then the does son, too. <laughs> yeah, the son can grip the, her back, and she can hold up her son and herself on that plank, and then lift herself up. Like it's just, it's just so unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> that it just I got I dialed out so many times in this movie. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. And there are moments where like the the audience were were gasping, and I'm like, really? You're you actually feel some kind of tension in this? Do you think they're really gonna have this kid fall in the fire? Do you think the rock's gonna fall into like uh, fall a million stories? And like just adding more height and more explosions and like all these fake bigger threats doesn't make the movie feel more threatening. It makes me feel like it, it's just a hollow, unrelatable, Michael Bay explosion type movie. Like, I just, I was bored. And I know you said you weren't bored during the movie, but like, I just, I got taken out of the movie so many times by going like, this is so re- ridiculous. This is so impossible. There's no way they would survive this if it, if it was somebody real that wasn't The Rock with super strength in this situation. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I could go on a rant about this shit. I kind of am. But <laughs> I feel like general audiences would give this something around like passable or something like that. But like, if you haven't seen Die Hard, I kind of get that because it's a mindless popcorn movie, I guess. Popcorn thriller. But if you've seen Die Hard, 
You've seen every, you see every twist coming in this movie. The villains who aren't revealed to be villains until later in the movie are fucking obviously villains from the. It's not even hidden that well. It's they're obviously villains from the moment you see them. And it's like that's not a twist. Like I, I see this coming from a mile away, and you're waiting for that reveal. Yeah, as soon as one character showed up, I leaned over to you and whispered in your ear, "He's a villain." <laughs> it's like no, the guy that's really smiley and like, "Hey guys, I'm super nice." <laughs> it's like. Come on, bro. <laughs> and even there's another guy who, like, I think I've only seen him in, like, villain roles. So, like, when he shows up, I'm like, clearly, you're going to turn at any moment. And then when he does, I'm like, yeah, duh. <laughs> but, like, the characters like um, John McClane, Hans Gruber, there was so much time dedicated to them. Like, and, and their conversations that's like there was no real conversation between the heroes and the villains in this movie until like until basically the end so you get, you get no connection you get no escalation in the and the in the plot and the character drama until the end either it's just it's weak it's all around weak like i said people get maybe an average moviegoer gives us like a passable or something but i give it less than passable just because like it's been done it's been done way better and re-watching die hard i'm like I thought it was a, like a, an outline, like a like a bare bones outline of Die Hard before, but then rewatching Die Hard, I'm like, literally every element in Skyscraper is done, is done and done better in Die Hard. So it's like, why does the movie exist other than, hey man, The Rock is popular, and hey man, they like him in China, and hey man, if we said in China, we can get some of that sweet Chinese box office. That's really <laughs> there. You go. Reason for making a movie, I guess. But that's all you need. No, you need more than that. <laughs> you need an actual a vision. You need somebody to come in and go like, "This is a story about a man who's handicapped, but through strife and trials and tribulations, he's able to overcome that." And blah 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 blah. Take it from there. But they don't even really focus on his handicap at all. Beyond, it's like a cool gimmick. You don't need any of that. All you need is explosions and. And monsters. I mean, look at the Transformers movies. They've all pretty much made money in China. I mean, yeah, basically. And you're talking about like explosions and monsters. Like at the, there's a part in this movie where someone's hand bursts through a, like a like a, a wall that I was like, is this Bane? And like, what the fuck? And then by the end of the movie, it's so CGI with the fire and like the effects that it looks like the end of like BVS or the end of Wonder Woman, like one of these CGI heavy third third X. Like, just like any other movie. Like, it could have been... At one moment, if The Rock had looked over and seen Doomsday fighting Superman, I would not have been surprised. <laughs> like, it was that overly CG. It, I could tell they were on a green screen. So it's like, it just takes me out. And then Die Hard is like from 1988. But those explosions look... I, don't, I think they... Actually, I think they were practical. I think that last explosion in the movie, they actually blew up a building. That's why I think it looks so good. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was a practical effect. That I don't know. But these things had weight in that movie. There was drama. There was actual pacing and character development and character arcs. Like in this, there was none of that. Whack. So, you're like, less than passable. <laughs> what would you think, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> so going into the uh, same thing what you said where like for the most part, I had no interest in really watching this movie. The only reason I wanted to watch it is because I felt like, you know, it's a rock movie. It's a summer movie. It's a block, more than likely going to be a blockbuster. Mm -hmm. People are probably interested. So, hey, let's review it. I feel like, you know, something like Sorry to Bother You or even like The First Purge. Those are more niche movies yeah. and probably have less of a following than something with Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. So, 
That's that's the main reason I wanted to see it. And I, I pretty much had no expectations going into this movie. And I think, and then also with that, because I hadn't seen Die Hard or anything like that, and the fact that I went to this movie with low expectations, yeah, I think no that's why. I, comparison. Yeah, I think that's why I enjoyed it just just a little bit better than you. <laughs> I'm not saying I enjoyed it a whole lot better than you. And the reason with that because even going into this movie, like I completely agree with you. Like this movie was ridiculous, and I think the downfall of this movie is the movie was ridiculous, but they tried to take it very seriously. Mm. They didn't lean into the fact that it was a ridiculous movie with ridiculous concepts That's a good point. and The Rock doing a bunch of ridiculous streets of streets feats of strength. Feats of strength. They did try to make it seem grounded when it was like, "This is not grounded at all, <laughs> not at all." Yeah. And so I think he's that's, dangling with one arm, like off like the edge of a building. I'm like, bullshit. Nathan Drake. So yeah, I definitely think that's a, that's the downfall of this movie. Like basically, the way I describe this movie is a way more forgettable version of Rampage. Holy shit, you're right. And at one point, when he's climbing up that skyscraper, I'm like. George? <laughs> like, are you, 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 want, you expected George to show up. Yeah, like, are you King Kong? Like, he he looked like the King Kong of China. Could get this big like Samoan dude climbing up a skyscraper <laughs> with one leg, mind you. Uh-huh. And he did it in like 20 minutes most in movie time. But he climbed like 90 stories. 96? No, he climbed over. That's right. Because ha- the fire happened. Oh, well, that's spoiler. Let's get into spoilers. No, they know the skyscraper like, like lights on fire, and okay. they see him on the. But yeah, the, the trailer's the, on the, the fire. The, the fire uh, happened on a ninety-six floor, and he climbed over because he yeah. wanted to get over the fire. So he climbed a hundred stories. A hundred stories in like ten minutes. No, impossible. <laughs> impossible. With a gimp leg. Yeah, with with, with a fucking and leg. he wasn't even winded after he got to the top. And this is after he ran to that 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 crane after he had a fight to death with someone else. Yeah. It was like, bullshit. <laughs> the Rock is a superhero, okay? She didn't realize. Like just a one-legged family man that could climb a skyscraper. Well, yeah, so like I said, the, the, yeah, the movie was ridiculous. And every everything in this movie was completely predictable. Like I said to you, I, the f- first guy that shows up, I was like, he's a villain. Oh, yeah. And what happened? He, he was a villain. Yeah. So, yeah, aside from like The Rock and maybe Nev Campbell... None of the characters were memorable in in this movie, and like even even the guy that was the head of the building, like he didn't do oh, anything. The Asian, guy? the Asian guy, he didn't do anything. Like his your building is on fire. I feel like he and existed. You have no emotion, or oh, yeah. you don't care at all. Like there's nothing in terms of your character that's give, that, that, that shows that's that you're a real person that invested all this time and money into this building and mm-hmm. now everything is coming apart and you seem to not care at all. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Think about John Hammond in Jurassic Park, the first movie where like the park was going to shit and how emotional he became. Mm-hmm. And that was like, this, this, is, this is supposed to be that guy's yeah, life Yeah, this is your work. dream realized yeah. and it's coming apart and it's like, you don't really care. They're like, should we leave? No. He's like, no. Very flat, very yeah. monotone. It's very flat. And he was exactly like a, like the the stand-in for the Asian guy in Die Hard. Spoilers for the guy in Die Hard, he got shot, so. <laughs> and so, and yeah, there was no connection with the kids, especially, you know, with the stuff that happens with them. They're just kids. Yeah, they were just kids. Generic and kids. Who cares? And so, that's essentially how I felt for most of the movie. It was like, a lot of it was like, all right, who cares? But with that said, for some reason, I still didn't, it didn't bother me as much. 
Uh, because I was, I didn't go into this movie expecting masterpiece theater. <laughs> masterpiece theater. I, yeah, I went into this movie expecting it to be stupid. I went in my monocle and was like, "Oh, <laughs> what is this preposterousness?" <laughs> exactly how you did. You you were taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was like, no notes. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't, I didn't go into this movie expecting it to be like, oh, this is Infinity War, or this is going to be Deadpool 2, no. or... All right, relax. I wasn't expecting anything like that. <laughs> or even... You were. <laughs> no. Or, or even, even... I was hoping for a decent blockbuster movie. You know what I mean? I wasn't expecting something like amazing, but at least something serviceable. I, I guess it is serviceable for the mainstream audiences, but I feel like it's only serviceable if you haven't seen Die Hard. It's utterly watchable. <laughs> oh God, like the worst recommendation possible. <laughs> and I mean, and, and truth of the matter is, I, I don't know what it is about The Rock and doing these projects. Like, a he needs to get better. He needs to work with better directors and better writers. But also with that, like, you can tell like these movies live and die on the strength of The Rock. Yeah. Like, if The Rock was not in this movie... He's like Will Smith. Yeah. He's, he's like the modern Will Smith. Like, he, he can carry a movie, but if the movie itself isn't good, he can only carry it so far. He's got yeah. very broad and very capable shoulders. I mean, but. they're strong enough to hold a bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, if The Rock wasn't in this movie, this movie would be just trash. Mm. And so that's, a, a, a strength on The Rock, but then also, B, on top of that, it's... A, a, a weakness of The Rock, you know, and picking these movies that aren't really that good. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, even though we had a good time with Rampage, for the most part, it was watchable and fun while you watch it. But like after you watch it, it's like, yeah, you forget. It. It's forgettable. I remember George. And that came out this year too. Yeah, that came out a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. The, uh, same thing. The characters in that were weak. It was. I only care about it for the CGI monkey, <laughs> the spectacle with the monsters fighting. Because you know me. <laughs> yeah, big. Oh, big, big monster. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, I like I I I I looked at this movie as like a brainless, a brainless popcorn flea. Even though I wasn't eating popcorn, I had full <laughs> I had full food. But that's just how I looked at the movie. So when after I got out the movie, I was just like, oh, whatever. I would give it a high passable, maybe. Okay. But then <laughs> I went and watched Die Hard, and. Seeing, seeing, die, like the thing with Die Hard, like, and and even before seeing Die Hard, like with 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 Skyscraper, it's it's movies that that have been done before. Oh, one man takes takes on the world, or you know, one man is Die Hard started that shit. Did the, what, I was gonna I mean, say, did it? There's, there's definitely I was gonna say, things I before that. Movies before that, but that's that, that's what made like it popular. Like after that, everything was like Die Hard in a boat, Die Hard in a bus, like need, like speed or whatever. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh. Keanu Reeves now. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Okay, but uh, or wasn't it just called Speed? Yeah, Speed. I said Need for Speed. Yeah, that's the video the game. game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I watched I watched Die Hard and and yeah, I mean even though I didn't see Die Hard, I pretty much knew this movie. I, I said it in my uh, caption when I checked in for uh for the movie theater. I was like, this is Die Hard Light, and. I just said that just knowing that people said this is like Die Hard, even though I didn't know anything oh, about poser. Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> you posing bitch. I, I am a poser. But I said, but I know, but I said in the caption, I've never seen Die Hard, but apparently this is Die Hard Light. Okay. Everybody's like, what do you mean you never seen? I've gotten all, yeah, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but now I have, bitch. <laughs> even my brother, he yelled at me from the room. You, what the fuck you mean you never seen Die Hard, nigga? Like, give me Kaye, yeah, motherfucker, like, come on. Damn, he aggressive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Relax. <laughs> exactly. I'm watching it now. Like, calm down. But yeah, so uh, one of uh, what's his name's best roles? Oh goddamn, Service Snape. What's his name? Uh, Andy, Andy Rickman. No, Alan. Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah, one of his best roles. Uh, now nah, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, but yeah, uh, being that I, I hadn't seen Die Hard, like watching this, watching actually watching Die Hard, I was like. Yeah, this is a better skyscraper than skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Session was a worse diehard than diehard. <laughs> and I mean, just like cer- even certain like more or less beat for beat moments was take were taken from Die Hard. And I will say like what the problem with with skyscraper like with skyscraper aside from like The Rock and Nev Campbell, I didn't give a fuck about any of the characters. But at least with Die Hard, like all the characters had a purpose from not just Hans Gruber, not just uh, Jack McClane, but like uh, John McClane. J- John McClane. <laughs> J- it starts with a J. Okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, Al Powell, the cop from Family Matters. Yeah, he was great. That's what I was saying before my review with the the cops that are useless. The cops in are Shatter useless. Group. Like even at least in Die Hard, the cops were trying to get in the build. Granted, they yeah. were fucking up. And making things worse, but they were still trying to do things. Even yeah. when the FBI showed up, they were trying, they were acting, but the cops in Skyscraper, they were just like, what is he doing? All right, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Let's check the monitor. Let's find the wife. They had no agency. And like, even though they were fucking up and die hard, like that still gave them, it was like another antagonist almost. And he had to work around not only the cops, but the terrorists as well. Mm-hmm. But there was none of that in this movie. No. <laughs> no. And you know what's another thing that I realized that Skyscraper was missing? And it's so small, but the walkie-talkie in Die Hard, because that gives so many opportunities for John McClane and the villains to have conversations, and that builds up a lot of like character for not only the villains but also characterizations for John McClane. Like it gives you like, a nice like build-up for the finale when they actually have a face-off because they've been talking and knowing each other the entire time. But the villains don't talk to fucking Dwayne Johnson to like the very end. The very end. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, all right, time for a pistol battle. Yeah. <laughs> You're dead. Movie's over. And the villains have no characterization because of that, because they're just generic villains. They have no characterization. And even their plan is stupid. Yeah, I guess that's spoiled some of yeah, the plan that's is, spoiled, but it's, it's stupid. It's very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get this thing. It's not an easier way to get that shit. Like Exactly. <laughs> nope. Burn the Scotch Gamer down. I'm going to burn it all. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get to that Actually, later. Actually, if Killmonger was in this movie, way better movie. <laughs> like, it will be. If it was like a prequel. <laughs> it will be. Or uh, his character from Fahrenheit. <laughs> but yeah, but I can't, I can't take away, being that I saw Skyscraper first, I can't take away the fact that overall I was like, eh, it's, 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 I enjoy kind of maybe a little bit. So, okay. So it was a high passable. What did it become when you well, saw Die Hard? A low passable. See, I told you, your rating better have dropped an entire <laughs> score. You're still in the passable. No, because at the end of the day, like I can't go back to the past. Like I saw Skyscraper first and I still had some type of level of enjoyment. So I can't, I can't erase that. So low passable. Yeah. Mm, you sick. Like I can't, say, I can't say less than passable because less than passable means I didn't enjoy it at all. I can't. I still enjoyed it for what right. it was because right. I saw. I, I was cause I get, there. Like, yeah, because like I said, I saw it first. <laughs> like you were like, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm like arms crossed, like this is stupid. <laughs> I, didn't say, I didn't say that. I was. I didn't say it was pretty good. I was just like, it wasn't as bad as you said it was. <laughs> it was bad. 
It was a hollow shell of Die Hard. Because again, like I said, this movie lives and dies on the strength of The Rock. And The Rock is pretty chariz- a charismatic character and a charismatic actor. So you take The Rock out of it, the movie's shit. But I like seeing The Rock. People, it's weird though. Like why? And that's why he's a movie star because he can carry a movie. Yeah. But why try and make him a relatable family man and then try and make him even more endearing with the, the leg thing? But then don't lean really on either of those two things. Like the story never really leans on, other than he has to save his family from the top of that skyscraper because they're in that burning skyscraper. Like there's no like like r- true digging into his his family dynamic at all. And the same thing with his leg. Like yeah, he has the leg, and yeah, they tell you how he gets it in the first place. But like there was no through line of like a message or anything about like being handy capable or anything. Like why have it? There other was, than there, being a gimmick, there, there was. Having a metal leg can ha- help you open a door that's closing. <laughs> <laughs> or it can, like, this is a trailer too, uh, it, can get, uh, it can get snagged on a rope as you're falling out of a building, and that can save your life, because it'll, it'll snag right at the leg at the last second. Yep. But then the leg might fall off. <gasps> you have to climb up your leg before it's too <laughs> that, that was the message of the movie. It was just a gimmick. Like, it's so, it's, I feel like it was competent writing. But not competent enough to be heartfelt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they did things where like they even would mirror things that happened in the beginning of the movie. Like how he lost his leg in the first place. To the end sequence when he has to save his daughter at the type of the sk- skyscraper. But like... It and means nothing. Enough, it means nothing fun, other than enough, it just mirrors. And funny <laughs> enough, I will say like... This just goes to show like... Not necessarily how bad. But... That even the fact that you you the dumbest Avenger oh ouch <laughs> kid prediction you're still you're still you're still learning baby prediction boy okay <laughs> the fact that you were able to predict things in this movie that just goes to show how oh you mean like that stupid ass room they walk into in the beginning yeah. with the hologram shits or yeah. whatever I, yeah I was literally like Michael watch this comes back at the end. And what happened in the final act? I was just like, oh, It came sh- back in the end. I was like, oh, no, Jordan's predicted things. That means this movie must be trash. Because <laughs> it never happens. <laughs> I mean, I don't go into movies trying to predict things. So when I'm like, wow, they're spending a really weird amount of time showing you how this fucking room works. This is definitely going to be a shootout in this place at some point. And what happens at the end of the movie? There's a shootout in exactly that room. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's why you do it, I guess. And again, just, it was all CGI, so it looked so stupid to me. I was just like, what a, what a, I guess it's not really sports to say. It's like a weird um, House of Mirrors type of a thing. So you, it's like that effect in like um, the killing joke where like you look to your left and you think you see Joker, but he's not really there. He's not really to your right. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, did you just need like a cool gimmick for the final shootout? Yeah, Is that you, need all? A cool, you need a cool final set piece. That's stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. Anyway, let's get into spoilers. Yeah, let's, let's talk spoilers. Um, I mean, where, where, where do we even begin with this stupid shit? <laughs> uh, I don't even know. <laughs> like, what, what is there to spoil? The characters are paper thin. Like, but st- I'm still thinking about the fact that he was able to climb. I mean, we already talked about it, but the fact that he was just able to climb that skyscraper in like 10 minutes. With no fucking a hundred story, a oh. hundred stories, hundred stories. Like they and showed then, that that fucking skyscraper was literally in the clouds. That's yeah. how high, that's how high it was. Yeah. So the fact that you were able to do that without taking a break. Nope, just straight up climbing. Just straight up climbing. Every once in a while, it cuts him. Kind of look down, like, oh, I'm really high. It's like, bro, you climbed a hundred stories. 
And a, a big wind would knock you off something like that. Especially going that high. Yeah. Like the higher you go, the more windy it is. Yeah. No wind factor. And the colder it is. Yeah, no wind factor, nothing. None of that. And then and then with his one gimp leg, he makes like the most ridiculous uncharted Drake's fortune leap. And this is where I call bullshit. Because when he jumps at it, he he doesn't miss. He, he he's, he's aiming for an open window that he breaks open with the crane. But when he lands, he lands like torso onto the onto the floor like the, the ground of the floor. And then he slides backwards and then grips it with his hands. But I'm like, bro, do you know how hurt you would be from landing like that from that distance? Uh-huh. You would be so damaged just from hitting the 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 building like that that you'd have no strength to to grab the edge before you slide off. He's the rock. He has all the strength. But then he's able to and before that, he's able to like monkey bar his way through the crane like a ninja warrior. I'm like, fuck I <laughs> You have like unlimited... How many push-ups do you do? Have you not seen The Rock's workout routine, bro? But you're a one-legged family man now. You haven't picked up a gun in years, exactly. that's according less, to you. That's less weight that he has to carry. He has a gift leg. That's fucking bullshit. There's just so many instances where that leg saves him. Like, just rewinding backwards to the beginning... It's that thing we mentioned in the uh, the villain that was like super obvious. It's his friend. His friend yeah, shows his friend, up, yeah, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. I forgot what his real name is. It doesn't matter. He's the, he's The Rock. <laughs> hey, The Rock. <laughs> I'm your best buddy. Totally not evil. All smiles and jokes. Hey, yeah. I love your family. I'm like, you're so evil, bro. <laughs> so when of course when shit goes down, the skyscraper and his family's still in there. They're trying to do a thing. They're trying to steal because uh, The Rock's like the um what you call it the. Uh, the security officer or whatever. He's, yeah, he's, he's a security consultant. Yeah, he's making plans to keep the skyscraper safe or whatever. They try and steal his plans from him so they can more easily break into the skyscraper's security system and hack into it, whatever the fuck. And there's a thing where he attacks them in the hotel room like, I'm sorry, man. You were supposed to, you weren't supposed to keep that information on you. You're supposed to just have it on you for us to steal, make it easier for everybody. Your family was supposed to be there. I'm sorry. But then he attacks him and he goes to shoot him in the leg and then you say he shoots the uh, the fake leg by accident, right? Uh-huh. That's just one example of like four or five throughout this movie where the leg saves him. Then later on, he uses it to prop open a door that's closing. He uses it, late, like, like I said, like uh, it, it saves him from that fall and then when it's slipping off, he's somehow able to use his super strength to like, as soon as as it slips off, he's able to twist his body midair and grab the rope with his other hand. I'm like, yo, what are you, Spider-Man? I mean, he, he's been watching Supergirl. Remember that move that Alex did where she was hanging on the edge of a building and she was oh, able to that, flip herself over? <laughs> yo, that would make no sense just in terms of physics. He's been studying Supergirl. But he does shit like that in the movie where he's able to like muscle up his way from like from a, like a pull, like a yeah, and if, you, if you're that big, if you have that much muscle, you you're you're not you're not that flexible. The Rock is apparently apparently, and then that's only the beginning of the ridiculous shit he can do. Because then later on, he, he it turns out duct tape is the most amazing shit yeah, in the history of things. A Chinese duct tape. Is Yo, like he puts it on his damn near Spider Man level. Well, at first he uses it to like to seal a wound on his. He got like a stab. Oh, he he gets stabbed. Yeah, yeah he got fall. stabbed. 
Yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, he's put, the, the put enough duct tape. That's you could put pressure on yourself. But then he puts it on his hands. But yeah, putting duct tape on your hand and his feet and his feet to scale a building like Spider Man. That's why I said it's like Spider Man level. I'm like, have you never? Has anyone that made the script or worked in this movie never you never used duct tape before? No, you've used American duct tape. <laughs> oh, Chinese duct tape. <laughs> that good shit. That's that good shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a moment where he like he presses his hands together like to test it, and you hear. <laughs> Like how how sticky it is, I'm like you get one. Yeah, good you get you get one good, and then, I, and then even then it don't last that long. Yeah. Like I duct tape because you know like the gay the gay pride flag that I have on my wall. Yeah, on my door, I had it duct taped to the door because it was uh. Uh, breaking off like the thing that I had to attach it to the door broke. Okay. So I used duct tape. It, that shit lasted for like not even a like a day, it's and then I had to get shit. more duct tape. So that's just it being stuck in one place on the door, not trying to scale a fucking wall and being taken off more than once. Yeah. That's not happening. I feel like the movie wasn't that bad up until he got into the building. Because then it was all, I thought it was all like just set up for the real drama that would happen with like character development. Yeah, I think the beginning, of the, the, I think the, beginning of the movie, like, like the first maybe 20 minutes were pretty good. Yeah, because in the beginning, he like you had that scene with him and his kids. Like, yeah, they only had that one like, who loves you? Or what is it? What is it? Who loves me? Daddy, daddy loves who? Daddy loves who? And like, me! Like, that's that's cute. But when that's literally all the character or like all the chemistry you have between this man and the kids and it's supposed to like coast you through the rest of the movie, it's not enough. So you get into the actual skyscraper-ness of it all. He's just like wandering through the skyscraper trying to find his kids. And then when he does, there's like one scene where they're together and then he immediately throws him down a fucking elevator shaft. Or the mom and the and the son at least, and then they do that bullshit where it's like, all right, count backwards from five, and then hit this button, and then you'll fly through fire on the way down to the skyscraper. But then the magnets are gonna kick in, and it's gonna slow your descent. I'm like, how do you know it's gonna work? Because when they fly through the He's fire, a security consultant. <laughs> bull fucking shit! Like there's no like structural integrity of this shit. Like because when they hit the button, it's like. Ah! Like it's like it's straining to stop their stop their descent. Cause that shit was going fast as hell. That is fucking going down like a hundred stories, <laughs> and like and then I, there's just like no. I can tell everything's going on the green screen. And not really falling, just that, but the fact that it's fl- it, like if it's going falling that fast. Why aren't they moving? Yeah, the force the, the force of that was sending them like into like hit the ceiling. I'm saying there was so, and then not only that, the fact that she was so calm, she was like count the five. Like the fact that she was so calm and that shit is going like at yeah. subsonic speed. She's like one, two, like no, bitch, you would be screaming. Ah, like oh, come on now. That's what I'm saying, but that's why I feel like even the kid wasn't screaming. They were both. They were fine. both fine. Like, like get the fuck out of here. I'm in that shit screaming. Like when I'm on the King of Car and Six Flags, I'm fucking screaming. Even though it's supposed to do that. Yeah. I'm not in an elevator that's like broken. I know it's supposed to do that. I'm still screaming. Yeah. Because that shit is going like. Whoosh. Yeah. But but then we cut to them inside the elevator. Fine. Cut outside of the elevator. Fires. Sparks. Like, I was like, explosions yeah like what the fuck parts of the roof are falling off but I feel like that's what the problem is in the like the second and third acts because everything that happens in the skyscraper and even the interior of the skyscraper itself and obviously even the skyscraper itself because it doesn't exist it's all CGI so like all that shit has no weight to it so well, that's why I said the movie is ridiculous but it didn't lean into the ridiculous nature of the movie like yeah if they would have taken this movie less seriously I think it would have been way more enjoyable I agree with that I feel like that that's what they needed. Because when we get to that final act, like when you're having a shootout, like in a fiery rooftop, whatever the fuck it was, like 
they looked like they were standing on green screen. It didn't. None, it did. of, that, none of that looked real. It did. You know what I'm saying? So like, when you get to that moment where the the the, the villain who who's had like two lines, you don't really know this guy other than like, I want that dude's database with all the names of my. And that's associates. the thing that we said we were going to get to more spoilers. Like yeah, the, the, the the plan itself was fucking stupid. Just to fucking get a. a a, a USB yeah, drive. Yeah, the whole purpose of the, was the weirdest looking USB drive. Like an egg shape. Yeah. Because technology. Yeah, that's how you know it's technology. Whatever. <laughs> but it was stupid because the drive supposedly had the names of all these like high drug cartels and yada, yada, yada that and politicians that didn't want to be exposed because they're part of criminal activity. Yeah. So obviously they want their names to stay anonymous. Yeah. So with that being said, you want to try to keep a low profile but the way you keep a low profile is by blowing up the most, the world's most tallest building in the world. And it makes no which sense. Ca- which draws the most attention because it's the world's tallest building. But beyond- and it's supposed to be like the most secure building in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're drawing attention to yourself, but your whole goal is to not draw attention to your people. Yeah. But, but beyond that, they keep saying over and over again that he's got... Because don't worry, I've got a backup just in case, so they can't kill me. If they kill me, it automatically uploads all information that incriminates those people to the, like, the, the internet. But so they can't whatever, kill him. But for whatever reason... They keep shooting at him! Not even just that, but he says, well, if they steal this original file, then none of this... Ma- everything that I have is you know doesn't matter. He can still... That's a good point, too, he actually. De- he can delete everything, but I'm like... That's not how the cloud works. Yeah, if you die, though, where is that upload happening from? It's not coming from that little USB drive, right? So, what are you talking about? Yeah, you can't upload it to the cloud? Yeah. But then, but again, but they're like, we can't kill him. And yet, every time he runs away... They start shooting at him. They open fire with, like, automatic rifles. So, I'm like, unless your aim is ridiculously good and you're aiming for his legs every time... <laughs> It makes no sense. Even then, like if you're Even using then. a, if you yeah, if you're using an AK-47, I'm you're shooting up somebody's excuses. leg. Yeah, I'm giving excuses there. But then, yeah, you get to that like the last moment where um, the villain again. If we don't know who the fucking guy is, it like, reminds me of like Arrow, where they're like, oh, I can't kill him. He's gonna be a martyr. Fuck it, I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, like this <laughs> until the plot deems I can kill this guy. I'm not gonna kill him. Basically, yeah. that's all that was. But they, they get to the end where again, it's the villain who's basically Hans Gruber Light. He's a dude with an accent, but you don't know anything about him, really, because there's not been any real interaction between him, the the guy he's been chasing, really, or Dwayne Johnson, so you, you don't really know him. And he's got Dwayne Johnson's daughter, and he turns around, which mirrors that first moment in the beginning of the movie where Dwayne Johnson loses his leg from some guy who had his family held hostage and then drops, like, a bomb or something. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But it's, like, again, competent writing, because you mirrored something from the beginning of the movie, but it held no meaning. Like other than mirroring those two events, what did that what did that represent? Oh, it's happening again. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> there was no lesson learned. There was no greater purpose to that. All it did was just go. Remember that happened. That happened in the beginning. It's kind of like that again. And even the way he beat that guy was stupid because they use those stupid CGI mirror things. To- but it's a movie. They have to have a full conversation, which the conversation makes sense. Make, makes no sense when you think about what. He actually, because he was like, I'm behind you. Okay, why are you, why are you even talking to him? Yeah, if you were behind him in the time, because he wasn't moving. So it was like, if you were behind him the entire time, for the, having this entire conversation, why didn't you just spark and kick his ass into the fire in the first place? Exactly. While your daughter's in danger. Like, why even talk to him? There was no reason. There was no reason at all. For the plot. 
That's it. It's just the plot because this is part of the movie where the main character talks to the main villain and confronts, then the main character confronts the villain. Yeah, and then the main character gets like a cool one-up, like one-liner on top on him, and then he wins. That's all. It was just they just hit a story beat. That's all. Fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> stupid. And you know what's so stupid? At the end, where there's a part of the movie where they after that scene where the um the wife and the son escape in the elevator shaft. Dwayne Johnson sees on the news because there's there's like monitors everywhere in the skyscraper. He sees that his daughter is um his son and his wife escape. Like on the news, they show them walking out of the wreckage of that elevator shaft. Uh huh. They show them close up. I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're about to say. And then at the end of the movie, he is like this long, drawn out, like overly dramatic scene where it's in slow motion. Yeah, slow motion. And he's looking around like, they're, they're where's ramp- my wife? Yeah, they're ramping up the music. Yeah, like, where's my wife? As if he didn't see them escape. It's treating it as if. He, does, he doesn't know he if they're doesn't alive. Know- yeah, exactly. I'm like, was there an editing mistake here? Did they not remember what happened earlier in the movie with that one scene they filmed? Because we know he's alive. We know they're alive. He knows they're alive. Yeah, exactly. This, this scene and that amount of drama they put on it would only work if, if he didn't know. If he didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they, they made it a point to be like, no, they're alive. And he knows they're alive. So it's like, why are you being, why are you slowing us down for such like unnecessary, mel- unnecessary tension, unnecessary drama? That's all it was. I'm just like, you guys don't know how movies work. <laughs> like you've seen a lot of movies, but you don't actually know how those pieces fit together to make one cohesive puzzle and make it actually emotional. They just somehow. go, they just look at those moments in movies where, where, where moments like that happens and it's, it actually is an emotional moment and it, they just looked at the, 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 the small pieces of the puzzle, but they didn't look at the whole picture of the puzzle, more or less. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, that's that's a cool moment. Let's do that in this movie, but not, you know, actually make it mean anything. Exactly. This movie is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst movie ever. Like I said, I feel like most people probably, probably think it's in the passable region. I've seen people go like, this is a, I love this movie so much. I'm like, you need to see more movies. Who, who said that? <laughs> I, I saw a person online comment to The Rock on his, like, one of his posts on Instagram and like he responded to her. He was like, "Me and my husband loved it. It was it's a great only, movie." It's only because it's The Rock. They they just wanted they just wanted some points on The Rock. Maybe I'm just like, man, did you really think that, or are you just trying to get brownie points? Because this this movie, it's it's serviceable at best. And again, it's only assuming you haven't seen Die Hard, which is a way better movie than this <laughs> in every way. Man, those fucking villains were forgettable, all of them. But then watching Die Hard, those even Hans Gruber's henchmen are memorable. Like the guy that dies. I feel, in his I feel like this is this is a moment where uh, the Jeremy Johns rating was was suit better here. It's, I it's was a, thinking it's that better, it's a better time if you're drunk. Oh, I was actually thinking about uh, I'm gonna forget this movie in T minus. Well, that too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna forget this movie in T minus, but also it's a better time if you're drunk. Yeah, agree with that. That's a hundred percent true. But like I said, even the diehard side villains were better. Like even they had more character. Like the Asian guy that liked like that got candy. Remember, like he was like waiting um, for mm-hmm. the cops to break in, or even the guy candy. that was his friend that betrayed him. That that like, I, oh, oh I do like doing cocaine, or whatever, yeah. like snorting coke. Yeah, yeah. Way he better. only really was in that one scene for the most part. But you knew he was a uh, uh, what's it what's it called a heel? I guess that's a scumbag. The entire movie, just from how he was interacting with his wife and him before everything went down. Yeah, like I don't. It's just crazy to me. Like they just replace all the character stuff and die hard with like explosions and bombast but it amounts to nothing at the end of the day 
That's why Die Hard's like such a better movie because like there's more downtime, but that downtime is used to develop the characters to the point where when Winslow, what's his name, the black cop in Die Al, Hard, Al Powell, Al Powell, when he shot the the last dude, the last terrorist at the end of the movie, that meant something because yeah. even his character had a got had a, development. He, like he had, hadn't touched a gun since he shot that kid. Thank you. Now you understand why this is so much. But even at the it, 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 it's, and it's the same beat with the Rock. Like the Rock was the same thing. He hadn't touched a gun since that incident happened with the uh, with the te- well, not terrorist. Well, I guess he was a terrorist, kind of. Mm. But the guy that was uh, had the bomb that host- held his kids hostage. He hadn't touched a gun since then. But I still felt nothing at the end when he picked up the gun. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It didn't even feel significant. When it he didn't feel sig- the gun. They didn't put any weight on that. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, your side characters are better development than your main character, Skyscraper. What the fuck? Everyone, go. If you haven't seen Die Hard, watch Die Hard instead of Skyscraper. And you know what? If you have seen Die Hard, but you haven't seen it in a couple years, watch it again. Because that movie is way better than I even remembered it being. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. That shit was hilarious. Like, back when, um, what's his name? Bruce Willis was actually likable. <laughs> and thin. And had hair. I mean, most people get bigger when they get older. What, you mean fatter? Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess. Sly Stallone's still pretty in shape. <laughs> I said most people. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, all right, let's 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 move on. Let's see if anything else to talk about for Skyscraper. Probably like, oh, you guys need to do a Die Hard review. <laughs> I would rather talk about Die Hard than Skyscraper, to be honest. Fucking stupid. <laughs> well, those, we kind of did. Those women, like that that woman, the, the evil woman that wouldn't talk or anything and didn't say anything in the whole uh-huh. movie. What the? Just random Asian femme fatale. Yeah, it's a random Asian femme fatale that got beat by Dwayne Johnson's wife. Well, not really. She only got beat because she just distracted. She still got beat. (laughs) (laughs) She was about to kill her. All that badassery. She's about to kill Nev Campbell. Speaking of, I will say though, I I was also excited to see Nev Campbell again because I hadn't seen her in a while. Yeah, that's a good point actually. I mean, she's probably. I'm pretty sure she's done stuff since Scream. But I haven't seen it, so... I like, though, you made me laugh when you said that the reason why she was holding her own in, like, some of those fights... Yeah, because she beat up Ghostface. Yeah, because she, 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 so she, yeah, she already got experience. She's like, I will not be a victim again. She took him out in four movies. <laughs> that was funny. I thought it was just because she was fucking The Rock, and when you fuck The Rock, you get some of his powers. Well, it's a combination of both. Oh, okay. <laughs> Little mixed babies. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, where do you want to go? You want to go into Kyle, uh, Cloak and Dagger or My Hero? Let's do My Hero. Let's go to My Hero Academia. This episode was titled... Or should we do Cloak and Dagger? No, shut up. It's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> you made, you've made your choice. <laughs> those ultimate moves... Oh, create those ultimate moves. Those old boats don't float. Yeah, I'm 
hell is that? It's a tongue twister. Those old boats don't float? Yeah. You say it like 10 times fast? I say it fast. Those old boats don't float. Those old boats don't float. Those old boats <laughs> Obviously, I'm very easily tongue twisted. All right. But My Hero Academia is finally back after a week's wait, which felt like forever it without did. a good anime to talk Definitely about. Definitely did. Yeah. It's back with a new introduction, uh, as we kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, you want to give our quick thoughts on that real fast? Well, yeah, like I said earlier, I like the op- the, the visual, the animation. Mm-hmm. It's great. I think this is the best one. You think it's the best visually? Yeah, I think it's the best one. I'm trying to think about other moments I liked in it other than that All Might Push. That All Might Push was everything, though. Like, because every introduction so far, I think I mentioned this before in the podcast, has been kind of like building on a relationship. In the first introduction, it was Deku watching All Might from a distance. Then it was them uh, kind of like side by side. No, was it side by side at that point? Watching from a distance. Then, whatever. It went from watching from a distance to being together to being peers, and now it's, now that All Might's no longer the symbol of peace, it's him pushing Deku forward. And I, I got chills, just from saying that. <laughs> oh boy, guys, he's about to cry. Oh, bullshit! <laughs> but no, but, but not just that moment, but also, uh, seeing more so, I think they focus more on the entire 1A class. Mm, true. In this. True, true, true. But I feel like there was it's a because... Lot of, there was a lot of Bakugo in, in, in this one. Yeah, there was a moment Bakugo Bakugo and Todoroki. Yeah. I think I like the fact that it, it felt like Deku leading Team 1A or uh, Class, Class 1A. 1A. Yeah. So it felt like, right? And even in this episode, they kind of mentioned that some of the qualities that we're testing for the new hero assessment is leadership qualities and how you act under pressure and stuff like that. So I guess this is where we're going to finally see Deku step into the role of being the symbol of peace, if not for the world yet, at least right class. now for the class. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else in the intro that you liked or disliked? I think it, for me, yeah, I love the visuals. I just I don't mean, like the song. I think, correct me if I'm the wrong. Song but doesn't, the song doesn't match. No, the song, fuck the song. But <laughs> <laughs> He said fuck the song. But also, I think they showed a lot of the... Uh, didn't they show the, the pro heroes in this in this one? Whereas before, they never really showed them, like, focused them. So I think they're going to, f- at least based on from what I remember, the, the, a lot the pro heroes are going to get more focused this time around. Mm. Cause I, I I I think I remember them showing them like Endeavor and and uh, yeah no I think they were in it yeah so that'd be cool to see because we don't really see the other heroes that much we need to pick it apart because like we said before for like the intros foreshadow things that happened in that season yeah so now we have to see like what... and then also seeing the new characters I'm curious to see who they are and what they're about yeah who's Zeku fighting with those weird like missile things he was, was like he was touching rocks or something like what was that something I don't know I don't know. But then you also see his new costume and stuff, which is what this episode is about. Um, it's about the the characters now going that they're living in dorms. They are now um, doing a thing where they're formulating their own ultimate moves, and it doesn't have to be like a, a finishing move. It could be something kind of like something that only they can do. Yeah, something that I think they describe it as. Um, if you rely on it, you know that you can get out of something in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Kind of like your, your fallback move. So like, um, what's his name? Like either the wood guy. Respiro burst. Oh, respiro burst. I like that. That was funny too because when he said that something he already had was an ultimate move, he was like, he was like even this is all. <laughs> yeah, I love Ida. But um, like the 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 wood guy in the the last arc fighting all for one. Kamu wood. Yeah, we made like the wood prison for the the criminals. Uh-huh. That's like his ultimate move. It's not something that's attacking, but for him, that's like his version of an ultimate move. Yes. So, so I like that. So it, it gives 
and, and then this is an extension of um, the training they're doing in the summer camp where they're kind of evolving their own power sets. Like, and I, I like that. Like, I think before you mentioned in our uh, one of our last reviews for My Hero that you like the fact that it's, My Hero takes a very realistic view of like superpowers, mm-hmm. like X-Men. And I like that they, they are delving into how these powers work and how they can be applied in different ways. So things that seem simple, like Uraka's power, for example, making things float. Now she's trying to do a thing where she's making herself float. Make herself float. So make, make herself co- fly, basically. And incorporate the gun the martial arts that she learned. Yeah. Which sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. That makes me think she's going to do some DBZ shit soon. Maybe. Where she's oh. like flying through the air, doing like... Da, 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 da. I did get Uraka in that test that I took. <laughs> oh, the floaty powers? Yeah. <laughs> me and Jacob got one for all. No, what, what? Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that doesn't count. It does count. <laughs> don't y'all, hate. Y'all cheated. No, don't, don't hate. <laughs> Floating over there. Y'all cheated. You should have got navel laser. <laughs> no, bitch. You're more fabulous than I am. Hey. And not in a complimental way. Ow. <laughs> uh, but that's the crux of the episode is the, the main characters are class 1A figuring out uh, how to apply their power sets to develop their own ultimate moves. And of course, Bakugo is like already... It's amazing. He came up with like several, several ultimate moves. Yeah, he got six ultimate moves already. <laughs> At the end, he figures out how to, like to laser focus his his explosion to be like an armor-piercing shot. Yeah. It was like a mini Kamehameha blast. Basically. I'm like, fuck, dude. You got too much shit. You got too much. <laughs> like, you're, you're an asshole. Like, you, you shouldn't have that much. Too much of a dick. Where's Comrade? <laughs> but I mean, even, even All Might was just like, wow. Yeah. He really is amazing. Yeah. Um, but you, I like that because you can kind of see the Endeavor-Deku relationship happening with Bakugo and Deku. Um, even though Endeavor is Todoroki's father, but still, that, mm-hmm. that one number one, number two kind of relationship. Yeah. Um, and also the thing I liked, <laughs> and like, you can see All Might really taking an active role to be a teacher this time around, mm. whereas before he never really, yeah. I mean, he still taught the class, but he wasn't really that, you know, active or involved or gave that much advice, yeah. more or less, to the teacher or, or to the students. But this time around, he was like going to each, he was I going like to that. each, he was going to each student. And then funny enough, Eraserhead saw the book, <laughs> How to Teach for Dummies. Yeah. <laughs> That he had in his back pocket. Oh my, it's so fucking adorable. Yeah. But uh, I like that a lot because it started with him going to Deku. Because Deku's thing is, well, I can't keep using my arms. Especially not to make it... I don't think it's that he can't use his arms. But that he doesn't want to have an ultimate move that focuses completely on his fists. Because if he does that, he's he's basically already done that before. With like his full cowling times a million or whatever when he fought muscular. Uh-huh. And it completely almost destroyed his arms. Yes. So he's trying to figure out a different way of fighting and also a different way to apply his strength. So I like that All Might went to him first and was like, gave him very cryptic advice because he doesn't want to just give him information. He wants him to learn. So he's just like, you've been imitating me. You won't learn if I keep giving you all the answers. Mm -hmm. So he just, all he does is tell him, you're still trying to imitate me. And then before Deku could even go like, what do you mean? Then he goes, because you don't know that he's, gonna talk to everybody but he talks to Deku first then he goes to each of the other characters as if he's not favoring Deku at all but we all know he is yeah. <laughs> I like that it's like oh secret dad feels <laughs> yeah cause for the most part before he would only talk to Deku mm-hmm. and not ignore the other students but not really give them as much one on one time whereas this time around he's giving them all their all in their individual time because truth of the matter is they all look up to All Might even yeah. the pro heroes look up to All Might yeah 
So it's good to see, even though he lost his power, he's still evolving. Yeah, and his his power isn't just his strength; it's also his ability to inspire, which is his why heart. I, yeah, so I love All Might so much. <laughs> so he he's the heart portion of Captain America. <laughs> yeah, I mean Captain Planet. Yeah, I'm on Captain America. Hey, Captain Planet, heart, <laughs> America. <laughs> um, so then it's a thing where that, it puts a question, Deku, and he's just like. Okay, so what does he mean by I'm trying to imitate him? And right, right away, I got yeah, it. Yeah, right away, I got I'm like, it. Like, you're smart. What are you doing? It took him like the but whole they episode. Pad, they gotta pad the whole episode because if but he then, figures it out in the beginning, yeah. But it's funny because then they go to the um the costume engineers or whatever, and they get a little side story with that engineer ha- girl from before. Hi, I don't remember her name. Hamada. But she's the crazy girl that t- like refers to all her inventions as babies. Like, oh, my babies, my, my babies. babies. <laughs> so I, I like that because then... I'm just like, but at the same time, though, I'm just like, the Japanese people are creepy, creepy as hell. Sorry, Japanese people. Word. <laughs> but, we lost all our Japanese yeah, listeners. Yeah, but, but no, because I say, because I'm like, they sex, she's only like 16, 15, and they sexualized the fuck out of her. Wait, who, the kids or the teachers? No, the, uh, the, 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 the my babies, her. Yeah, but no, I mean like, who's sexualizing her? You her. Mean, no, no, who's sexualizing oh, I'm her? saying the way they drew, the way they're drawing her, the way oh, they're like, focused on the joke bo- when yeah, she lands on Deku. Yeah, focusing on her boobs and I stuff that was like funny, that. Though, when she lands on Deku. And, yeah, like, it was funny, but I'm boob- just like. And he doesn't know what Deku's like, oh, oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> and, I thought uh, it was funny, but. Rock is like, boobs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, I thought it was funny, but I'm just, I was just thinking like this sex, even uh, Yaya Rosu, she's like 13. Dude. And she's super sexualized. Dude. Wait, what? she's 13? She's like 13. She's younger than them? Or well, how old Deku's like fourteen, right? Is he? I think he's I like 15, 16? I think I, don't De- know. I think Deku's like fourteen. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I told you this already, dude. Japanese people have a weird. That's why I said. That's why I was like underage girls. But that's all anime. All anime chicks are like sixteen with giant boobs. It's fucking weird. Well, that's why I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, this is a funny little side story kind of tangent they went on, especially because then it wrapped up with. The whoever the teacher was, but it was, was funny when she grabbed him from behind and he was like, ah, <laughs> she's like touching on him, like, what are you doing? I'm touching his body, <laughs> like, just a matter of fact about it. <laughs> but like, I like that even the funny side character stuff in My Hero Academia leads back to the main plot, like, it wasn't just filler random comedy, and the side characters get developed, yeah, like skyscraper. <laughs> don't start because <laughs> they do a thing where like the the teacher like has an aside with the other students and it's like yeah she seems crazy but look at all the shit she's made since she's been here like she she seems kind of like out of sorts but she's actually like one of the best inventors i've ever met yeah she's not afraid of failure yeah like the first moment you meet her in this episode it's a giant fucking explosion because she blew she yeah. fucked something up and it causes deku to get not injured but he like ends up flying because he because the door crashes into him but what i like about my Academia is that the side characters all have lessons in themselves because that that isolate that in itself that's a lesson to not be afraid of failure mm-hmm. like for kids especially like you you can't get better at anything if you don't try and you can't be afraid you should have to learn from your failures don't be afraid to fail and that's what her character completely represents like yes i love that like that's such great writing for such a small side comedic character um and then at the same time Uraka like, and even her and even her lesson teaches Deku a lesson that's how he comes up with exactly that's what I'm saying the side characters tie back to the main plot so while Ida and them are like you know discussing getting new like uh reciprocal burst improvements for his costume something she says which I don't remember what exactly she it was said. something about uh if you're worried about your legs why don't you use your arms oh she's always oh, um uh run with your hands yeah run with your hands yeah and that makes him like 
Then he has like a brain, like Jimmy Neutron, he's like a brain blast, like, oh, I now I'm, I'm realizing something. And he's like, oh, and the I way they use... did, yeah, and I like the way they did it. Whereas usually when somebody gets an idea, you see the light bulb. Whereas this, they had like the screen starting to crack until eventually smashed. Yeah, oh, I like that. <laughs> but he remembers what All Might said, and then he remembers what she said, and it kind of puts it together. And he's like, I have been punching like All Might. What I need to do is focus on my speed and my kicks. And that's where we get the improvements to this costume. Where, well, first of all, the the arm gauntlets that Jacob mentioned before that reduce the impact of his punches, I guess, mm-hmm. which are a little cool. I like that. And I like to make a note. Honestly, though, I like the way it looks in the movie better. You mean the red thing? The red thing. Um, I kind of like this only because it's still kind of in line with the last iteration of his costume. They get white gloves before, right? So yeah. now he's got like big white gauntlets, mm-hmm. and I like that they actually point out like. I forget who asked him. He's like, oh, I wish you had changed more of your costume. But he's like, no, no he wants wanna... to keep it to how his mother made his first that's costume. That's it. He wants to keep the base similar, which is so, that's Superman. He's, his childhood colors, like his like Superman's blanket was his cape. Mm-hmm. His costume was made from love from his mother. I love that. Like, this is such like a cool Superman origin story. But then at the end, you get the, the stinger, which even for just a table setting episode like this, I'm going to say it right now, I'm going to give his perfect vision because... I still, this is like such a whatever episode for My Hero Academia, but the way it ends, I still got feels. When it ends with him saving All Might from like a falling debris thing or something, and then Deku shows up with the fucking music playing, and then he kicks the shit out of the rock, and was like, oh! But not Dwayne the Rock. No, not, not that <laughs> rock. I wish he did. <laughs> Do a better movie. That'd be a, that'd be a fight. Agni Kai, you know the rock will win. Oh, yeah, it works. <laughs> but then he like, he like he uses full cowling in his legs, and he kicks through the rock, and when he lands, he's like, uh, full cowling, shoot, shoot style. style. Shoot the style. Which is a stupid name. <laughs> I'm like, it is a stupid shoot style. You're not shooting anything, you're kicking. Yeah, we're not kick style. Kick style, yeah. yeah like, you're something. Footwork. Yeah, I'm nothing. I'm shoot style, whatever. But, I, but, such a simple concept, but the way My Hero Academia builds up to it, and then pays it you off. You saw Bakugo look mad. <laughs> You bitch, you're over here shooting Kamehameha Blastrans. You can't kick a rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like fuck. But I just love like the way he like he jump he like he jumps off of like the side of the cliff and then kicks through it. It just it was just fucking dope. I loved it. So yeah, perfect vision for me. I love this episode. Yeah, perfect vision. It was cool. Well, I, I was funny enough though. I was like, why'd it take you this long to figure that out? Like your whole it's not just your arms that are powerful. Your whole fucking body. You make it a point to call it full cowling, as in and, your full body. Yeah, exactly. You would you wouldn't think to lose use your legs? Not, never thought to kick once, huh? No, never thought ever. <laughs> I mean, I guess if he's trying to imitate all might, all might only uses, but even all might like he doesn't you know, really kick. No, he only uses his hand. Yeah. Smash. Yeah, not kick because he's Superman. Superman I'm just never like, kicks. Have never, you ever seen Superman kick you anybody ever? To use your feet. I'm pretty sure Superman has kicked. I've never seen Superman kick. I think he kicked, tried to kick once in the Superman 2, the old school movie, but it looks real stupid. <laughs> With those old effects, too. But yeah, I mean, especially Deku, he's nimble. Like, he's that, that's always kind of been yeah, his Yeah, he's style. way more agile than, than All Might. Yeah, so like, it makes sense. That's like a, a natural evolution to his powers. So I'm excited not only to see how his powers evolve, but also seeing how all of Class 1A's powers evolve, too. Although I'm kind of like, I feel like, Part of me feels like they're moving a little fast because I'm like, the next episode, they're already getting their license. I'm like, damn, they didn't just talk about it this episode. Are they testing for it? I feel like it's another tournament kind of thing. Yeah, in the preview, like they're already, I feel like it's kind of quick. 
Well, I assume it's going to be like a time skip. That's why you can get reveals people's powers and how they've changed their powers in the next episode. Or like when they have fights. Because I was like, this episode was just about them testing their powers. Now they're already... Yeah. Because you got a taste of it. You got you saw you got a taste of Deku. You got a taste of Bakugo. We didn't really see how Todoroki's powers have changed. No, we, we didn't, didn't really see, see how his um, Ida's reciprocal. We didn't see burst. how Ida's powers changed. Yeah. Fucking, um, what's his name? I don't Dark know. Dark Shadow. He's just in that thing the entire you don't even see what he's doing well he they did show it he, oh that's right no that's fucking dope you're he right made, he made the armor he made yeah he made dark shadow into an armor that's dope that how i forget that <laughs> yeah um karate guy i don't know if he necessarily can control it in darkness though yet i don't know but it looks sick it does look i want to see how he fights with it me too but the karate guy i like how there's just like so you're basically saying my movements are too basic because <laughs> yeah. all this is karate with the tail yeah that's all like, he said he was like you're just moving like you have a tail yeah like there's nothing but, but at the same time it's like what can he do though like he can't do nothing well we're gonna find out <laughs> but I was looking for Sugar Rush his power is lame I mean he's gotta eat mad cakes to do anything he does <laughs> but I mean he still has super strength at the end of the day though that's the power I want actually <laughs> eat all the, eat cake, all you the want. cake you want you're still built yeah <laughs> well you already have that power fuck you <laughs> oh my god I am Sugar Rush <laughs> I, don't, I don't have abs but uh, I'm still because they never show her, and I'm like, I don't get how are you in this school, and how, like, well, I don't know how are you in this class. Ha- invisible girl, Hakagura, well, yeah, invisible girl. What the fuck is she evolving? <laughs> is she becoming less invisible? Like, that's a good point. What is she doing? What is she training? I don't get she, it. She's actually in the front of the end of the intro. In the end she? of the intro, yeah, she does like a kamehameha hands. But what? why? Yeah, what is that? Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't get you. Also, is she naked, I guess, right? Yeah, she has to be if she if you can't see her clothes. All you see is her hands. Yeah, all you see is her hands. It's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I've become more invisible. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. That's a good fucking they point. Got, they, I, I feel like they have to focus on her at some point because I'm just like, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> That's a good fucking point. <laughs> I'm like, and I, and I, I said this again. Like, how did she pass the, the test? The entrance test, like she has no powers, all she is is invisible. How does she defeat those robots? Like, if if the guy with the power to could brainwashing power, if he couldn't get into class one A, how the fuck did you get in class one A? Stop asking questions. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What well, does matter? I, I want to see more of him though. I liked him. Brainwash guy. Oh, brainwash guy. Yeah. Yeah, I like class one B or two B. What are, what are they? Two B. No, they're one B. One B. Yeah, I like class one B. Um, I think one C is business. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. One C is support. Oh. And one D is business. You know more than I do. So <laughs> there you go. All right, let's move on. Let's get into Cloak and Dagger. So this episode was titled Lotus Eaters. One. Two. Three. Where are we? Important question. Are you here to kill me? No. Splendid. What's happening? What always happens? Bang. 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 And it just repeats, repeats. How many times? <laughs> you need to snap out of it. You've lost your mind. <laughs> I'm not sure why it's titled that. Do you know? Because a lotus has ears. No, lotus eaters. Oh. Not ears, lotus ears. Because you're eating the lotus. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it's, the episode's basically about adventures into... Isn't a lotus a plant? Yeah, like a lotus leaf, a lotus plant. Like a meditation type of thing. I mean, they, they spend the entire episode in the mind look, of someone. Look, I'm about to look up lotus. Maybe maybe it has some type of properties that I don't know about. Yeah, it's a fl- lotus flower. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not even going to try and venture a guess. I don't fucking know. 
But they spend the entire episode... It says the lotus flower represents divine beauty and purity, while the unfolding of its leaves represents the expanding of the soul and spirit. Hmm. Lotus eaters. I mean, this episode is kind of about spiritual awakening in some ways, so maybe that's why they use that term? Maybe. No idea. Yeah, I don't know. We'll try to get too deep on yeah. it. <laughs> this is the wrong podcast for that. This is Blur Vision. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all adventures in the mind of an Asian father. It's the, the guy that was set up completely it's in the racist. last episode. Why well, it gotta, is. Why do you got to point out the fact he's Asian? Why can't he just be a father? Because he is Asian. <laughs> but I like that he's Asian. There's not many Asian like main characters and things. So it's nice that we, we got a little bit of representation for Asian men in this. But um, And he's a funny guy. I actually like the actor a lot. I'm glad... We kind of speculated before that he wasn't going to be comatose for long. And lo and behold, in the very next, very next episode, episode, yeah, uh, Tandy grabs Tyrone and they both use their powers together to actually venture into his warped mind. It's, which their is, first, it's the first time even using their powers together, actually. Yeah, it's true. Um, and his, his mind was locked by some, some kind of, like, I don't know, residual effects. Dark, from dark the force energy. Dark matter or something from the explosion at the, uh, the raft or what's it called? Not a raft. A boat. <laughs> what, what's it called? The, a giant um, ship. Is it a ship? I would think so. I thought it was um, like an off-site kind of, like a shore facility. No, it was a ship. It was a ship? Yes. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but they spent the episode... What do you think they were on the whole episode? They were on the ship. <laughs> no, but I thought it was like a... You know, one of those like facilities that are on water? Like the Triskelion in Marvel? No, it was a ship. Oh, it was a ship? Yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but this is the origin of their powers. So whatever happened to him, it, they needed their powers to actually go into his his messed up mind. And he's going through a loop over and over again of the explosion of that raft or ship or whatever he's on. Um, and I mean, I, I think this is actually the most superhero-y episode of all of the yeah, episodes so far. Yeah, it definitely far. was. I mean, it's, granted, it takes place in his mind, but in terms of what they have to accomplish together... Even still, they had, the to get, they had to get into his mind. Yeah, and the adversaries they had to fight within his mind, the teamwork they had to use to eventually overcome and identify what the problem was. Because the whole thing was like, well, maybe if we're able to prevent the explosion that keeps happening in this constant loop, maybe that will um, end this, this loop of events and he'll wake up. Tyrone tries to do it, doesn't work. So then they eventually come to the conclusion that it's him that has to do it. But only after Tandy discovers that there's a, uh, the, the phone in his mind is a direct line to her father because it was the night that he, his, like in the, in the car ride that ended up in uh, her crashing into the water and her father dying. Mm-hmm. He, he was, was calling. On the phone. Yeah, he was That's calling. That's why he this crashed because he was distracted on the phone with that guy. Yeah, Doctor Strange effect. Why are you fucking you on the phone in the most stormy, wet night road possible? Yeah. Like, why? What are you doing? <laughs> You don't have Bluetooth, bro? Exactly. <laughs> and another thing, as I hit this S-curve on this rainy, stormy weather road, like, no, dude, don't do that. But uh, she herself gets caught in the loop because she doesn't want to let go of hearing her father's voice again. And it turns out time moves way faster in that world than it does in real life. Yeah, Dude Man was like in a loop for 100,000 times plus that he well, said. Well, he said he stopped counting after 100,000. Yeah, but that. That's good. Goes to show how many times he's been living that loop over and over again since he went comatose. Um, and I also explains why he was a little batty, little little quirky and weird, mm-hmm. which I like. It brought some humor to the episode. But um, Tanny gets caught in the the loop of 
wanting to hear her father's voice in that phone. To the point where Tyrone tries to coax her to leave. She doesn't want to do it. And then when he goes back to, after she lies to him and says like, all right, we'll leave. And she doesn't. Yeah. He's only, he was only gone for like not even a full minute. Yeah, not even 60 seconds. He goes back and she's been there for who, who 200, knows? 200, she said 200. She stopped counting after 200. Oh, she said that? Yeah. I remember that. But then she, as if she wasn't already better her powers than him by being in that world for 200 now plus she's loops. Now now, yeah. Now she's throwing daggers and shit. I'm like, yo, how many upgrades you would they get, girl? They keep you? upgrading her. They're not upgrading him. Yeah, and they give him the excuse that he can use his power a little bit easier. Because it's easier world. in that world, but when he gets to the real world, he can't do it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he can. I mean, we don't even know if maybe, she can. Maybe he might have learned. Yeah, we don't even know if she can do it. That dagger throw thing in the real world. But yeah. I assume she can. I assume she can. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck, fuck the saving this guy. Let's stay here for a while and train. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hyperbolic time chamber style. Fuck, who cares? Um, but yeah, eventually, like, it was a really powerful moment too where he convinces her that the voice she's listening to isn't really her father. And then when she asks the voice, uh, like a personal question, like, who's with you in that car? Yeah, he can't answer it because... It's not really him. Yeah, it's not really him. It's uh, it's, an, it's an interpretation of her father based in the mind of the, the guy, the, 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 the father. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. It um, is. And I think that our reviewer kind of mentioned that. Like, they, they like the, the focus on their um, burgeoning relationship between Tandy and Tyrone because through this experience, they get a little closer. Um, there's moments where... Uh, Tyrone even talks to her about like, like you're a liar and you're this and you're that, but you know you don't have to be. You can be better. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, I'm trying to think how it ends. Oh, and then it's a little like Loki and Thor. Yeah, it is. Loki, I thought the world of you. And Tanny's like, I've always been this. This is who I am. And but you like, could be more. Yeah, you can be more. You don't have to be that. That was sweet. And then that pulls her out of it, and then together they're able to problem solve and figure out that the guy is the one that needs to close off that valve to escape the loop of his own mind. So yeah, so Tandy, well, Tyrone is Tyrone is to to Tandy what Angel was to Cordelia. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> In terms of how you know when Cordelia when she first came, she was shallow. All she cared about was shopping. Shut the fuck up! Don't give me that look. <laughs> all she cared about was shopping Bobby. and giving her giving her money and all the other stuff. But being around Angel, especially when she got the visions. I'm mad. I actually agree with the state. I agree, I agree with the comparison. I know you agree because I, I, I'm always right. <laughs> like that was a good character arc for character her. growth. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of see that happening with Tyrone and Tandy now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do escape. The dude doesn't even remember who they are, so that's going to be a thing, I guess, in the next episode. Who are you? Yeah, like who are you, people? It's like fuck, man. We went through so much yeah, together. We went through all this shit. You don't remember? Yeah. Fuck you. Like, come on, dog. <laughs> um, and I like how it ends with uh, Tyrone playing her recording of. Uh, him and his brother were they rapping because there was a thing that he said he was like I don't even remember the sound of my brother's voice so like if I heard his voice I wouldn't even know if it was him Mm -hmm. and that's where he came up with the idea was like ask him ask him a question that only he would you guys would know yeah so I like the man yeah he was he was rapping okay yeah but I like that because at the end she, she asked him to play it again and when he goes to play it again like the loop the record like the the episode ends like it was it's powerful, and even like the montage where they give like a, w- gladly. Last week's episode didn't really have one, but this musical montage like it was powerful when they are actually working together to escape the dude's mind. You kind of see like their like how their powers can work in the real world now if they ever get into confrontation together. Uh-huh. Even though I, was, I still kind of feel like he should be able. To, I don't know how it is in the comics, but I'm like, 
he, all he can do is teleport. Like, he has no offensive capabilities. In the comics, he does. He can pull people into his cloak and stuff. And it brings them into, like, a dark dimension type of thing. And I it guess spits maybe, them back out. Maybe they'll get to that season two, maybe, when he gets a cloak. Because right now, he doesn't have a cloak. Yeah. Because, like, in the comics, the cloak is what gives him his power. And yeah. this, he has it regardless. That's true. We'll see. I mean, I don't mind him being the defensive fighter. Nightcrawler can only teleport, and he's fucking awesome. Yeah, but Nightcrawler's a good fight. He's He can do more than just teleport. So maybe he'll get better at fighting. <laughs> yeah. I don't see it. No. <laughs> who's who's going to train him? I don't know. Maybe they'll meet somebody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what would you rate this episode? Uh... What would I rate this episode? Mm, good question. I give it a more passable. I really enjoyed this episode. I would give it a high more than passable. High more than passable. Oh, la da Higher than me. Higher than But yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean. You're a, you're a weeb. I don't even know if I'm using that right. Yeah, you're not. I don't, I don't even know what that means. It means I just wanted to sound sophisticated. It means a dorky lover of anime, but that's not. That's not. That doesn't appro- no, it doesn't. apply here. It's okay. <laughs> you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Um. Yeah, so I, I I liked it. Wasn't super in love with it, but it was way more exciting than last week's episode, so. I think it was more exciting than the last two episodes. And also because. Combined. <laughs> and also, the thing I enjoyed more because you like saw the superhero element. Like, your whole complaint was, it's not a superhero stand. Like, it's, it's too black. What? But, <laughs> Never have I said that for this. You did. You said or that. Forever, actually. No, you, you did say that when he went to the, uh, when his father took him to like his, his hood, his quote unquote hood. <laughs> you're like, man, he took him to the ghetto. It's all, uh, it's too black. Oh, I'm like, lies. First of all, that was not the ghetto. <laughs> he took him to a basket weaving place. You're like, yeah, but it was in the hood. No, it wasn't. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Racist. Never said it was too black. Yeah, he, he definitely did. I remember that. <laughs> Starting all these rumors. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed seeing this, them fighting like zombie-like creatures and using their powers. Yeah, you know, do you think that was teamwork. a real interpretation of what happened on that ship? Do you think there was actually zombies going on from that explosion? Or? I think so. Because it was a thing where Tyrone watches them like talk normal. They were terrible actors, by the way. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that. They were really bad actors. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. These numbers are crazy readings. <laughs> this is bad. But then the explosion happens and they turn they turn to zombies. So I'm like, is that like a byproduct of whatever energy? Gave I don't know if powers? that. I don't know if that happened like beat for beat because he wasn't. Uh, the father wasn't down there to witness that. So how would he know? That's true. How would he? But know? I'm assuming what happened to them did happen to them because he had to have seen it at some point. Yeah. I don't know. For him to create this elaborate story. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But that's that might be a good first inkling to if we're gonna get other superpower people in the show at some point. That gives you an idea that it does affect people in different ways. It was weird because it affected the girl first and then the guy touched her. Yeah, he touched her. He got affected. And then he became like a zombie. It was weird. Well, because she was first. Yeah, but why why would it be transferred by touch? Because it's a disease. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so if nothing else. It's like the zombie apocalypse. You don't don't get infected until you get bit. But you touching them makes you a zombie. Well, it's the equivalent. Of, it's the equivalent of them getting bit. Like instead of instead of instead of the person biting you, you touch them and you get this. You get the plague. Okay, sure. I don't know. <laughs> I know nothing, Jon Snow. Whatever. So. You're trash. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Let's get into some comics. I'm gonna give the mic over to my good buddy, the Black Gay Comic Geek, and here's your bumper, buddy. 
Go uh, trash. What the <laughs> Comic Corner every day with Black and Gay. Comic Geek. Isn't that the same one you did before? People liked it, Michael. (laughs) But fuck those people. It's not about what they like. It's about what impressed me, Jordan. (laughs) What do you want from me? I rhymed. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. Let's talk about Batman first, because I actually read that one. I don't have that pulled up. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, that one's short because it's only one issue or something. Okay, we could do Batman first. Uh, this is Batman 50, the wedding between Batman and Catwoman, correct? Yes. I have to pull that up. Long anticipated, built up to what? for months now. Is it though? <laughs> I mean, it's. I haven't been reading the comics, and I've seen it everywhere in terms of like it's been building to this marriage between Catwoman and Batman. Like, it's been tied and teased throughout different comic books and different. Uh, issues of stuff like i've i've seen it i've been aware of it so yeah definitely yeah i mean that was, that was i remember that cute double date comic with the yeah, Lane yeah the and, double date yeah they that, was, baseball. that was cute i, I like that so uh yeah batman issue 50 which i didn't even know <coughs> tom king has been uh well uh I don't, I don't necessarily like his 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 take on batman that much I wish Scott Snyder was still writing it. Okay, so yeah. Uh, Batman 50. Yeah, I didn't know Tom King was writing Batman for that. I didn't realize he was writing Batman for that long. That 50 issues. Like, I thought it was like 50 issues overall, but not all 50 issues of Tom King. But, uh, so that's pretty long. And I think he said he's going up to 100 for for his particular run. So, that's a lot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Batman issue fifty is like the supposed to be the penultimate issue because it's you know the halfway mark between his one hundredth run issue run, and it's titled the wedding. Mm. Yeah, it's all been building to this. It's all been building to this cat, Catwoman, and Batman. The main question I got from this comic, or in is, my mind, it should be Catman and Batman. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, can Batman be happy and still be Batman? Well, we'll find out in this up in this episode. In this episode, <laughs> on this week's episode of Batman issue in, fifty, in this issue. But yeah, so the episode. Why do I want to say episode? God damn it! I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, this issue basically opens up with uh, Batman and Catwoman teaming up to fight Kite Man, which I've never heard of. Kite Man. He's a joke character. Like, he literally is such a terrible villain that it's a joke. <laughs> but I was like, Kite Man, who the fuck is, does he fly kites? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> is that his power? Yeah. For real? <laughs> it's not power, but yeah, he flies kites. But yeah, so they're, fight, they're fighting Kite Man. And the thing I like about this issue is throughout the issue, they go back to a lot of previous uh, panels of Batman and Catwoman from like Batman and Catwoman from like Dark, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Uh, the Frank Miller run, uh, Batman and Catwoman from a bunch of other runs, like showing their evolution okay. <clears throat> throughout throughout history, and, and and then also another thing that they do with it is like because you know DC and their continuity, they all they play with continuity a lot in those little flashbacks, where it's like one moment they say they met at uh, on top of a rooftop, and then the next moment they say they met because he was uh, trying to uh, capture her from stealing pearls, and that's how they met. Yeah. But regardless. 
the one thing that stays consistent in terms of how they met, they always say the one thing I, I, I saw was I looked your into eyes. your eyes. Yeah. So, I mean, that was cute. Yeah, it's corny. <laughs> you have no soul. You, you, I don't know. I you don't have like, no love in your heart. I don't like when they overemphasize. I don't know. This is you like, have no love in your heart, Jordan. No, this is, this is me being like a nitpicky kind of a racial warrior thing. But it's like, your blue eyes. How your deep blue eyes. I saw the sky in the future. Like, you don't really hear black people talk about that. Like, I looked into your deep black eyes. <laughs> your deep brown exactly. eyes. You don't hear black people talk like, they're not black. <laughs> so I was just saying, like, you never you never hear that shit other than if you have blue eyes or something. It's like, oh, your blue well, eyes. For the most part, I mean, that's not to say we only have brown eyes, but for the most part, black people only have brown eyes. Yeah, I know. For the most part, I mean, some some of us have hazel eyes, but no one talks like that. It's just corny. Some of us, some of us have blue eyes, but it's very your, rare. I looked into your blue eyes and I saw a reflection of the ocean. Oh, shit, like that. I'm like, shut up, <laughs> corny. It's basically, guys, Jordan's just a hater because he wants blue eyes. <laughs> I'm so lonely. No one talks about my brown eyes. <laughs> he wants gray eyes. He wants purple eyes. I do want gray eyes. <laughs> Fucking ultra instinct. Hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I I enjoyed that, and they uh bring back another character who we, we I don't think we've seen her since the Dark Knight uh, oh Holly, Holly Holly Robinson yeah so uh, I'm like she's an actual character that exists <laughs> I well, often forget that she's like Catwoman's sidekick well she of. was in the Dark Knight that's the only thing I remember her from the Dark Knight comic I don't think they've ever used her or, she's been in other things but um, not not frequently not frequently yeah like every once in a while they're like oh yeah Catwoman does have a friend and they'll like talk about Selena Kyle's friend Holly but yeah so apparently she doesn't have Catwoman doesn't have any more any more best friends or any other friends besides nope, Holly just and she has to break her out of jail yep. just to be the, the the maid of honor at her wedding mm-hmm. so I'm just like okay I don't know if Batman would approve of that but <laughs> yeah those those two running di- like monologues that's like every other um, page is just the letters that Bruce and Selena send to each other, right? Yeah, like every other page, it's like uh, they talk about how we met and mm. they show the different art from throughout the years. Yeah, and some yeah, of that recognized. Both of them are essentially writing a letter to each other. Yeah, and uh, with that said, of course, you know they, being that it's a Batman book, you got to show action. So there's, you know, he's fighting Kite Man in one panel, another panel he's fighting the Penguin. Mm-hmm. And essentially, he's just trying to, and uh, they're just trying to get everything in order and get crime out the way, so they could focus on the wedding. The wedding. Mm-hmm. And Alfred, the best man, not Dick or Superman, just Alfred. And uh, it's yeah, nice, a small wedding. And, and with that, like they, they kind of make it a point where uh, Bruce goes to him because because Alfred does say like, "Do you want me to call Clark Kent? Do you want me to call Master Dick?" Mm-hmm. I want some master dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and and, it was, and and I mean I liked it. It was cute. Like Bruce Bruce says to Alfred, like, no, I want you to be the best man because you've been with me on this journey since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Not only did you raise me, but you were also there when I first decided to become Batman. I love you, Butler Daddy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So it made it was cute to see it made, it made Alfred, Alfred cry. Yeah, and they hugged. It was nice. They hugged. And then the ending happened. <laughs> Yeah, that ending. So, most most of the comic is uh, essentially like pe- old panels of of Bruce and uh, Selena Kyle, yeah. like how they got together or their first date. Which randomly enough, they're on a date with like tigers sitting next to them. Like this this way. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if tigers would be that. 
unless one of you have the unless one of you have the power to control animals. But he's Batman, so. Well, she's Catwoman. She's all cats love her. Yeah, all all, all pussy loves Catwoman. <laughs> but yeah, so eventually you get to the ending where Bruce is on top of a roof, and Catwoman has left him a letter, essentially saying because it's something that Holly says. That hold on, let me get to it. And she says he always. She was just like he always seemed miserable, and you know, with you, I've never seen him this happy. Mm. And she says like the the misery she thought is what drove him. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and then that's the question. And at the same time, even Batman himself is wondering like, Alfred, can I be happy? And Alfred's like, yeah, man, fuck it. <laughs> but the question is like, and that's always kind of been a question too, just in, in Batman lore in general. Like, can Batman do what he does to the sociopathic levels that he does them and and actually be happy? Because a person like Batman who can like stay up at all hours of the night and like pour every every detail over crime and like know everything and have contingency plans for everything, a person that meticulous can't have personal life. He can't be happy. Otherwise, he know. wouldn't be like this driven. And so Selena realizes that after having that conversation with Holly, so she leaves him a note basically saying, like, being around you made me want to be a hero more than I ever thought I would be. And part of being a hero is self-sacrifice. And so with, with that said, me, my self-sacrifice is me sacrificing my love for you because I realize in order for you to be what Gotham needs, you can't be happy. Fucking stupid. So you can't get no more of this punani. Fucking stupid. <laughs> like, and then, like, all that was the build up to him being left basically at the altar. Him on the rooftop and she doesn't show up. Like, what? Where's, yeah. where's Catwoman? This bitch. <laughs> don't, so, I don't trust these hoes. <laughs> so basically, this is like an episode where, where, where Xander left Anya at the altar. Buffy. It seems like it's such a cop out. Yeah, because I mean, I don't. I could see what she. I could see her. I could see her reasoning, but I guess at the same logic, time, it's still stupid. It's still stupid. Yeah, like just do Especially it. Especially after all this lead up, like what you, it really means is they just you've been can't. leading up to this. Yeah, only for it to go. All right, nope. We're gonna retcon it and couple this with the Superman shit. It just feels like they're just trying to go back to the which status quo. You didn't read, <laughs> which I, I thought I read, but I apparently didn't. But it's just the thing where they feel like they're going back to the status quo. It's like, no, Batman's better without a girlfriend. Even Alfred says to him, because he goes, he's like, Alfred, can I be happy? And he's like, Master Bruce, after everything you've done, all you've endured and suffered uh, to go on another day, yeah, don't you have to be happy? Don't you have to be happy? Don't you have to be happy? Exactly. So it's like, you can still be Batman and be happy. Granted, I know it's not the same, but Superman does it. The Flash does it. Cyborg does it. No, Batman needs his angst or he can't function, apparently. Even Nightwing's able to do it because he has girlfriends and stuff. Granted, it's different than having a wife, but still. It's like he has a side, you know, people that he cares about and still able to do super heroics. I mean, it can be argued that Batman is happy, though. He has a whole fucking family. Yeah, point. he has a whole Bat family. Yeah, so it's like, what are you talking about? And then about, also Batman? on top of that, you could say him having something else to fight for, Catwoman, a wife... You could argue that would make him a better Batman. Mm-hmm. But comic book writers or whatever just don't see it that way. It's like, nope, status quo, gotta keep it the way it was. Yeah. And, and, so, and yeah. he has a child, so it's like, yeah, what are you doing? More so than the like, the Bat family is just surrogate children that he adopted. But Damien is his biological yeah, he's real, son, real kid. Like, so you, technically, you already have something that you need to fight for. Like, mm-hmm. and you're happy. You already have, you have a kid. The logic doesn't really. Yeah, the logic it doesn't. Like, I get where she's coming from, but then when you start thinking about it, it's like, 
From but, a comic book perspective, I get it. But outside, in the real world context of just reading the comic, it's like, this is stupid. Yeah. and But what's even fucking worse is that twist ending. The art is great. Yeah, the art's pretty good. But the twist ending is fucking stupid. That Holly was behind the whole thing? Like, Holly somehow planted that idea into Celine so that she would break Selena. up with Batman. Selena, I mean. So she would break up with Batman because Bane wanted Bane, to yeah, break Bane him? Bane wanted to break him emotionally. But even then, they all know who Bruce Wayne is now. Well, Bane knows who Bruce Wayne is. They all, but now know? they apparently now they all know because they. But it doesn't make sense to me because why it is doesn't. If why is Thomas knows. Wayne New Fifty Two Batman there? Oh shit! I didn't even notice that. Yeah, like how does that work? And a version of the Joker, I don't know. Like, he's, why one of the, he's one of the th- the three Jokers. <laughs> Did they say that? I don't know, but he, he, the fact that he's there. Oh, uh, and Gotham Girl's there? Yeah, Gotham Girl's there. Who's that in the back? I thought I thought Gotham Girl was a good... Uh, I thought she was good. I thought she was, too. I, he's... I don't know. Puppet. No, not him. Not, I think he's Puppet Not Scarface. That's Scarface. Puppet Man. That's Scarface. Oh, I don't know who that is. Tell that, me about this? No, that's Adam uh, Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange. Hugo. That guy behind Joker. Oh, I don't know who that it's is. It's like the Vision. <laughs> he's Count Chocula. He looks like... Yeah, he does, actually. <laughs> I don't know. That, he's probably part of the Court of Owl. I don't know who that is. But yeah, the Riddler, Joker, I don't know who that is, Holly, Bane, Gotham Girl, I guess Scarface, Thomas Wayne, which I don't know why he's there. Yeah, why I thought is that, Thomas I thought, Wayne there? I thought that universe got erased. Yeah. And that Hugo Strange. This is fucking stupid. You said Hugo Weaving. I said Hugo Strange. Oh. <laughs> wow, why did you hear Weaving? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That that ending was like, especially like, this is fucking dumb now. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like the way they. I added. didn't. I didn't really like this issue, to be honest with you. And I didn't like the fact that they've been building up to all of this, only for them to go cop out. Yeah, we're not gonna put them together. This is stupid. We're not gonna change Batman's status quo. We're gonna keep it the same. Like I don't like that. It's, yeah, it's comics. like what's the point? Move forward, and this is a step backwards. What did they say? In the, what did they say in Meet the Robinsons? Keep moving forward. Have you seen Meet the Robinsons? Man, what a random pull for that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of my favorite. Like. Was it Pixar? I think Luke Cage pop says that. Like, why, why, why no. did you go to Meet the Robinsons? Meet the Robinsons. Keep moving forward. I love Meet the Robinsons. Pops is like forward always, right? No, keep moving forward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was that Pixar? You agree, Lisa? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to look it up. Wow. Why not? Why not the Flash? Run, Wally, run, or no. run, Barry, run. Meet the Robinsons. Okay, Meet the Robinsons. I love Meet. You don't like Meet the Robinsons? Wait. So, would you rate the the issue? I like the art, so high passable. I get low passable. It's like, fuck the art. They fucking like it's it's a cock tease that that amounted to nothing. And right, the, low passable, low passable. And then at the end, the stupid, no, it was Disney. Meet the Robinsons was Disney. Oh. And at the end, all like the it was all Bane's plan. I'm like fuck, that's stupid. Come on, man. That everything <laughs> has to be a fucking supervillain plot. Yeah, it doesn't. Everything doesn't have to be all nefarious bullshit. And like, what kind of plan is that anyway? Like how how did he know Cause Holly? Because he, he already tried to break the bat physically. Now he has to break him emotionally. Because that's no, but he I mean, hasn't like, been able to defeat him. He knew Catwoman would get Holly out of jail. One before the wedding to be the bridesmaid. Two, he knew that Holly, with one offhanded remark, would subconsciously make Selena, Selena be like, "You know what? You're right. I should call this off." Because he can't be happy and be Batman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he had to assume all those things would happen perfectly. Bane is smart. 
That no, that's even, re- even though they don't portray him in the, even though they didn't portray him as smart in the movies, Bane is a genius. Mm-hmm. That seems like he's reading the script to me. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's the thinker. And then, <laughs> like, no, that's stupid. All right, what else, what else we got? So, Man of Steel, the Bendis run, which you didn't read. Nope, I read Superman number one, good, the Bendis, trash. the Bendis run of that. But like. The art fluctuates in like every issue, but like the first issue was Ivan Reyes, and he's pretty damn good. Ivan Reyes. Okay. Yeah, I like that art stuff. But uh, the Bendis run, it starts with uh, basically it's more or less a prequel to that issue that he wrote in uh, the one thousandth issue of Action Comics. So it takes yes. place before that. So like issue three is where. The that, Goo Gah Lock Up Naga fights yeah, Superman. It, issue issue three of uh of the Man of Steel run is basically it catches up to where that uh that final issue of the one thousandth issue of uh the Bendis thing and the uh the comic picks up. But uh so the story starts off with basically for whatever reason, it doesn't explain why, but Rogel Czar is going to this clandestine group of like godheads, which I don't know who these people are. I'm pretty sure no. What the fuck? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure knowing Bendis, he created them, so they probably have well, no. Well, st- that's that's a a guardian. Yeah, that's Atlanta. a guardian. But I'm talking about the rest of these people. That like, looks this like looks an, like this looks like Zeus. That looks like an old man version of Scarlet Witch. This looks like Iceman. That that, like that's Ice what I say. I'm like, is this Scarlet Witch, but a man? Yeah. Scarlet Warlock. <laughs> Scarlet Warlock. Is and that I, like a future Lex Luthor? I'm like, is this bootleg Booster Gold? No, it take, this takes place years ago. This takes place when Krypton was still alive. Oh, never fucking mind then. So I'm like, I don't know who these people are. Okay. So no, again, knowing Bendis, he probably created them. All right. Besides the, besides the Elder. All right. And so basically he's appealing to these people to say, Krypton is, you know, they're savages and the planet can't be, uh, it can't be meant to live because they're parasites. And if you let them live, it's going to, it's going to, they're going to infect the whole universe. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, I'm pleading for you to let me, you know, destroy the population of Krypton, basically. (laughs) Let me commit genocide. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You got it, bro. And so he's just like, every one of them, his phrase is Krypton must be cleansed. And so, oh, great. uh, we got one of those villains, yeah. So, basically, for the good of humanity, <laughs> it, it, it opens with uh, he, he goes, he, he pleads with them, but then one of the elders comes to the come, the el- the guardians of the universe comes to him, says, uh, we heard your plea, and basically, no, you can't. <clears throat> Krypton, Krypton stays, fuck that, <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck that. <laughs> and then, uh, after he goes to him, like a little bit, a little bit later, Krypton suddenly gets destroyed. Out the blue. Okay. And, of course, you know, they focus a little bit on uh, or Superman, of course. Fuck but- all that seismic activity bullshit and the core and the mantle being destroyed or whatever. Now it's this guy did it? Yeah, and, and of course, in the same issue, they focus on Superman because for whatever reason, and it's, it's going to tie into it at some point, but, and it's so stupid, but there's been fires happening throughout all of Metropolis, and the fire department believes it's arson. Superman also believes it's arson. But for whatever reason, when he's saving people from the fires, using his x-ray vision, he can't seem to pinpoint where the fires are starting okay. for, whatever, for whatever reason. Okay. Because I guess the person is so smart, they're able to hide themselves from Superman. Oh, and man. again, Bendis being Bendis, he has to introduce a new character named, uh, what's her name? Ma- Melody Moore. Who's the new chief deputy chief 
of firefighting in Metropolis. So she's going to play a big role later on because she's like throughout the whole. Six of course, eight. her name is alliteration. She's got to be important. Yeah, Mel- Melody Moore. Come on. So basically, I thought and I thought that was a Marvel thing. Hey, I mean, they get to Clark Kent, Lois Lane. They do it. Yeah, but CK. It's not what alliteration means. Alliteration Clark- is sounds. Clark Kent. No, fuck you. Okay. I don't like, I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the fact that how uh, what was I? So yeah, so also throughout the first issue, there's uh, you see the like reporters talking about talking about Clark Kent uh, and stuff behind his back because they're like, what happened with him and Lois? Where's Lois? Well, where's his son? Did they get a divorce? That's news. Wait. Oh, they're talking about Clark Kent. Yeah, Clark oh, Kent. Okay. I'm like, they know they know Super Clark Kent, but no, it's no, just no. Clark Kent. Yeah, Clark okay. Kent, because they know they're married. Yeah, okay. So uh they also they flash back to like uh Clark and Lois, like cause uh John had a growth spurt, so he can't fit into his costume anymore. He's like, What's going on, guys? Then all of a sudden there's this big old flash this big old flash of light, and all of a sudden it's like dun dun dun. What's going on? Who is this? Entering the Clark Kent home, the Kent home, and then the first issue ends. So basically the whole uh, run is essentially about Rogozar. He destroyed Krypton. That's that guy's name? Yeah. Say it again. Rogozar. Rogozar. Rogol. R-O-G-O-L. Rogozar. Zar. (laughs) Z-A-R. How many constants can we fit in this name? (laughs) It's it's stupid. (laughs) Rogolagabagala. Flugalaga flim flam. My arch nemesis, Flugel Flim Flam. <laughs> arch nemesis is Chlamydia. <laughs> my, my, like, that's like almost a level of Taser Face. You know what I mean? Like a name so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I am Rogelzar. Take me seriously. <laughs> so, uh, basically, like, the whole thing is just about, uh, Clark Kent essentially. A, as a reporter trying to figure out what's going on with the arson and as Superman trying to figure out what's going on with the arson. And then also, Rogozar, he destroyed Krypton despite the, the wishes of the people that came to him. And then he ends up in some type of cosmic bar. And for whatever reason, one of the, because the, the plot demanded it, the, uh, one, one of, one of the, one of the, one of the bartenders in the, in the, in the, uh, at the Cosmic Bar happens to bring up Superman's name because, you know, Superman is known throughout the galaxy or whatever. Mm. But they have to bring up the fact that he was the last son of Krypton. Mm. And so you know, Superman, that last son of Krypton. Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? Krypton? <laughs> How is he just now finding out about this? Because he just happened to be at the bar. and I, I think- First of all, Cosmic Bar, stupid. Second of all, Superman's done so much shit. How, he hasn't heard this before anywhere else in the galaxy, but whatever. All right. No. I've been watching years of Netflix. <laughs> Space Netflix. So I've been really busy. I've been binging my shows. Have you seen Space But they bring it up because uh, there was this thing. Superman, Superman flies off into space or whatever, to fight something. And so, hold on, let me see. Uh, yeah, he fight he fights something off in space. And so, I guess the other, pe- the other people see, see it. And uh, 
that's that's when the bartender was just like, oh yeah, Zuperman. That's how they that's how they spell it. Z Superman. yeah, Z U P P E R man. That's how you know it's alien. Yeah, that's how, you, that's how you know it's an alien language. Superman, no, Superman. Yeah, they're like, yeah, Superman is the the son of the son of Krypton, escaped for escaped as a baby, as the story goes. And so, yeah, that's how Rogozar finds out about about Superman. He flies flies to Earth to try to take him out. And so that's when the uh, that that was the second issue, and that's when the third issue picks up where Rogozar is uh, fighting fighting Superman and that's when Supergirl comes into picture and he also takes out uh he destroys Kandor the bottle city he he's uh, he's able to break into the fortress of solitude which I don't know how he knows about it but he knows about the fortress of solitude instantly okay. all right <laughs> he breaks into the fortress of solitude he defeats the Kalix uh robot that that's his, his security robot yeah intruder uh destroys Kandor and beats up Superman defeats Superman and uh, also with that, we uh, learn. This is the thing I was talking about where I was like, they one more day. Uh... Yeah, uh, get to this. I, I just want to be interested in what the hell did they do to John and Lois? Because the issue I read, it just had like weird flashbacks to them as if they weren't around anymore. But then Superman, was, he was like chilling by himself for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the, the issue, he ends up realizing that Metropolis and the entire world is in the negative zone for some reason. But it's all like an epilogue to whatever happens in these Man of Steel issues. I'm not really sure what happened. I was just like, wait, they're not around? Why? What's going on? So even real quick, before I get to I'll just real quick to mention how he defeated Rogozar. And really, after all of that, he ended up not getting the win against Rogozar. It ended up being Supergirl. She just sucked him into the Phantom Zone. <laughs> okay. And that's how... Oh, wait, maybe I mean the Phantom Zone. Yeah. You said negative zone. That's, yeah, that's Marvel now that I think yeah, about it. Yeah, I'm like, whatever, Phantom Zone. <laughs> But yeah, so he sucked him into the Phantom Zone. That's how Rogozar is defeated. But the thing that I talk about one more day, basically the whole, when I talk in the first issue where I talked about how there was this big old white flash. And it was like, oh, what's going on at the Kent home? Mm-hmm. So Jarrell shows up. Okay. It ties into the um, Doomsday Clock stuff? Yes and no. Okay. So Jarrell basically shows up for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this boy, John, you're not teaching him right. Oh, that's right. In, in the issue I read they do have a, a quick flashback to this at the end of the issue. And it's just like, he says something about you're going to raise your son to fight or, or punch people in the face wearing pajamas or something like that. Yeah. He's like, that's not what I do, dad. <laughs> yeah, that- basically, that's 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 what happens here too. Oh, okay. So basically, he's just like, yeah, you're not a... Uh- you're not raising him right. I could tell. I could show him the cosmos and teach him about the wonders of Krypton and and also the wonder, the wonders of the universe and yada yada yada. And then John is all of a sudden like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go with him." It's like, wait, what? First of all, and this and this is why I keep saying Bendis is gonna Bendis because this completely ignores the fact that he hated him. He hate not even not even just that, but like. Jarrell kidnapped John a couple issues yeah. ago and tried to just kill his father. Yeah. It was a big thing. And was all about time. Yeah, and was all about like killing humans because they're like yeah. they're not worthy. Yeah. But now all of a sudden it's like no, my grandpa's cool. I'm gonna hang out with him and go go explore the universe with him. That makes no fucking sense. That doesn't make any sense. And then also on top of that, John mentioned something that happens in Teen Titans where a future version of him, you know, that solar flare that Superman has. Uh-huh. John also inherited that power, and he can't control it, and so he ends up destroying a whole bunch of people. In that future, in the future version of Teen Titans, but in that same same run of Teen Titans, that that whole future that 
uh, that happened, the Teen Titans wiped out of like that doesn't happen anymore. They were able to stop that future from happening. As you do. <laughs> and not only that, John has this whole tantrum. I'm like, the way he writes John is terrible. So he's like, and plus, you know, the Teen Titans, I have no friends here. The Teen Titans won't even, if I'm so dangerous that the Teen Titans won't even accept me as part of their team. What? And I it's like, and like best no. Friends. Yeah, but D- Damien specifically said the reason what we can't accept you on the Teen Titans is because you're not a teen yet. Oh, he's like 12, right? Yeah, yeah, or eleven. Okay. He's like, as soon as you become a teen, you could become part of the Teen Titans. But according to according to John and this Bendis run, he's like, no, they see me as dangerous. They want to accept me part of the Team Ti- Teen Titans. It's like Bendis, did you read that issue? I don't think he did. Not, I don't think he read the fucking. The, I think no, the, I think he just read the Cliff. Like he he looked Jor-El it up. Stuff. He looked it up on Wikipedia. But the Jor El stuff completely contradicts this. Completely contradicts like, this. That that those issues ended with them basically ostracizing Jor El, and I thought that would be the last we ever saw of him. Yeah, the fact that he's showing up at his son's house, like, oh yeah, bro, we're cool. But, yeah, like what? You know, I First te- of all, this I could teach your son more than you can. This is like Supergirl CW, where like you should not bring back his father. And have him just be a character in the universe permanently. Like, I was hoping that was only for the Doomsday Clock thing. And then they were just like, forget about that. Because it was terrible. But the fact that they're making him like a mainstay. And he just can just he just he hangs around now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very stupid. I want to say that at the end of the Doomsday Clock stuff, he kind of saw the error in his ways. But at that point, the damage was already done. I didn't finish. You finished Doomsday Clock? No, no, no. I, this, the tie-ins. Oh. Not, not Doomsday Clock itself. But like, yeah, the stuff with Jor-El and the revelation that he was Mr. Oz. Like, I feel like by the end of it, he saw the error in what he was doing, and it might have also been partly corruption from the kryptonite in his fucking head, that weird kryptonite eye thing he's got going on. But for them to just be like, hey, I'm going to take your grandson, and we're cool now, and not kidding that to him a couple weeks ago, and John's be like, yeah, sure, I'm good with that. That just seems Yeah, because so John is the one that's like, no, I'm going to, whether you guys say yes or no, I'm going. Like, this, and it's like, he, typical like never mind I'm just, he's he's a kid he's but, a white kid yes <laughs> <laughs> no dad I'm gonna do it this way right yeah <laughs> alright son I guess I can't do anything about it <laughs> but yeah he's just like this is what I want I'm gonna do it and so Lois is basically like well if he's gonna go I guess she's like I got two book deals on the back burner I could use I could use this as one of my book deals I could write about this so she's gonna go with him so she went with him Cause he's like he needs one parent to go, but Metropolis, you're Superman. Metropolis needs you. You can't leave. Why do you trust this guy? I can go. I wouldn't trust him with my family. After he just kidnapped your yeah. family. Yeah. You don't know him from jack shit. That's some stupid writing. And so basically, he's like, well, uh, Jarrell gives him a deep space communicator. He's like, well. You, you know, if you ever need to contact them, this is how you can contact them. Or if you don't trust me, this is this is how you can still talk to your family. Because if you know, because Superman says something about if I if I ever get a whiff of you know you doing some shady shit, so you still don't trust them. Exactly, got them but you still gonna let them go. The exactly. But he's like, oh. if, I, if I if I get a whiff of you doing any like the shady shit, I'm gonna find you and you're gonna regret it basically. So all right, have a good field trip, Grandpa. Like, why 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 would you do this? <laughs> Yeah, and so so uh, Clark, Clark, and Lois they go. They have a little discussion beforehand, and uh, Clark gives her his old Superman costume, which I guess that's where he got the trunks. That's why he's wearing the trunks now, because he gave him because he gave her the original one. I like or, how, like, or not the original one, but the one without the trunks. They just slightly modernized the belt. Yeah, because they don't they don't necessarily they just show this like the shirt. 
So I don't know if it's the actual costume, but I'm assuming why else would he be wearing the trunks now? Yeah. Because he gave it to Lois. And he's like, it'll protect you because this symbol is known throughout the universe. But it kind of me, it's the, I'm thinking, I'm like, kill it. <laughs> yeah. People realize you're part of the Superman family and people hate Superman. Exactly. Doesn't that make you a, a bigger a target? Tar- a bigger target? This symbol means a target. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a galactic target. That's fucking stupid. So, uh, basically, the issue ends with because Super, Supergirl's about to get her own issue uh, again. And so it's about, she's like, I need to find out. What did she say? She needs to find out the truth about Rogozar and his uh, conspiracy and how did, how did he destroy Krypton and who else was involved in it and who else knew, yada, yada, yada. So that's what okay. she's going to go out and, and, and try to discover. And uh, Superman is about him rebuilding uh, the Fortress of Solitude because it got that, complete- that happened in the first issue. Yeah, it got completely destroyed. They, they do it in the um, Bermuda Triangle, so it's like an ocean Fortress of Solitude now. Stupid. It looks cool, but it's like I don't. Does it matter? It's just another Fortress of Solitude. It's not anything different. And then also with that, another stupid thing that happens is uh, Superman tells the Justice League that, uh, or no, not the Justice. I'm an idiot. I let my my wife and my son go with my sociopathic father. Or not the Justice League, but he's talking to himself as he goes into John and uh, John's room and like uh like holds a, a bear that he uh that he uh had. And he, he's basically like, because Rogozar destroyed the Fortress of Solitude, that destroyed the one communicator that he had to speak to John and Lois. Oh, so that happened after this? That happened, yeah, that happens in the last issue. So, so now that's, he has so no that's kind of why I say one more day. So not only did he get rid of them, but now he has no way to communicate with them. So but as I'm, they didn't show up anytime. But as I'm reading this, I'm just like, you know, a bunch of space cops that patrol oh, yeah, the, the Green Lantern. entire... All of the universe, uh-huh. you know, the world, the the universe's most strongest telepath, Martian Manhunter, yeah. they can't reach out and find John. No. You know, no. a shit ton of magic users. No, impossible. You can't use any of that? Mm-mm, impossible. Impossible. To try to communicate with them? Like, no, I don't get it. you're gone, Michael. Now it's Melody Moore's time. Call Dr. Now it's Melody Moore's I'm time. I'm like, call Dr. Fate. <laughs> Melody Moore. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Melody Moore, it ends. They better not do some fucking weird ass like love interest bullshit with her. Maybe. Oh, but that'd it, be terrible. But it ends with a random black kid going to the uh, fire fire department station uh, to approach Melody Moore. Uh-huh. And he's basically like, uh, you know, you're investigating those fires, right? Okay. And she's like, yeah. What do you, he's like, well, I think I saw someone. Okay. Well, what do you, she's like, well, what do you know? Dun dun dun. That's it. It was Superman. He's what? been he's been start he's been starting the fires. It says, huh? I saw him. I don't I don't know why he did it. I thought he was doing it for a good reason, but on TV they said no. And then it says, I saw him. Dun 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 issue ends. And then what? you get to that first issue that you read. Which didn't touch on that at all. So dropped plot thread. Until no, they're probably going to get to it later on. Probably. It's probably going to get revealed to be, oh, all that talk about John not having control. Maybe it's a future version of John or some shit. Or the Eradicator. That's starting the fire. There's a million that's starting, options. That's starting the fires or whatever the case may be. Eradicator. But it's, either Superman. way, it's stupid. <laughs> but the art is good. At least in some of the issues. Because for other <sighs> issues, like they, 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 the art does a complete shift. 
So what would you rate this garbage? Because <laughs> it sounds pretty like pretty much like garbage. A less than passable. Less than passable. Yes. <sighs> Bendis okay. does not know how to write Superman. Bendis does not know how to write Lois. Bendis does not know how to write Jonathan. K- like Jonathan Kent was a great character. Yeah, I loved him. But from what I'm reading, they're making one of the best they're rebirth. Ma- they're making they're making him out to be an asshole. Isn't that the only like even 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 in even in the issue that you did that you read that you read that I didn't read but I know about it like there was a whole thing of Jonathan talking about how he hated school and uh, how he's above them and some something like that something to that effect yeah but it's like no the Bendit I mean the the Jonathan and the 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 uh, Peter Tomasi and Dan Jurgen John loved school and they're making him an angsty super yeah like John loved going to school and the people at school loved him. But now it's like, oh, I'm above them. I'm a god. They're making him like fucking Atreus in God of War. Which you don't know that reference because you didn't play God of War. But God, Boy. But, but again, Atreus, <laughs> once Atreus found out he had powers and he was a god, basically, he became a fucking asshole and a titled bitch. Oh, wow. Yes. Spoilers for God of War. <laughs> Not a spoiler. But I fucking, I fucking hated Atreus at that point. Eventually he came around, but mm. I was like, fucking kill this kid. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, it but, sounds pretty shitty, bro. But yeah, but that's, I, I guess I'll read it. But I'm not excited to at all. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even really like the issue that I read. It's just like I didn't know what the fuck was going on for half of it, but it's still like, meh. Yeah, the Bendis run of Superman, trash. I don't like it. Bendis from fucking up Miles Morales, his own character. Yeah, now he's fucking up Superman. Okay, Bendis. all right, Bendis. Bendis gonna Bendis. I used to love you, bro. What's going on? You are my brother, Bendis. <laughs> <laughs> you were the chosen one. This was bring balance to DC, not destroy it. <laughs> we trusted you. <laughs> you underestimate my writing. <laughs> All right, well, let's get in the emails for the news. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Bye, guys. Here's the mail. It never fails. All right, first email comes from John Rainey. Subject is My Hero Academia. So I recently started My Hero Academia and I'm already finished with season one. And it's fire as fuck. My favorite character besides Deku is Sue, that frog girl. I'm really attracted to obscure characters and when she rescued Deku from the villains in the water, I was like, oh shit, she isn't useless. (laughs) Okay. Definitely want to see her in combat more. Thanks for putting me on. Also, have you ever noticed that Rikido Sato looks like Psyduck? Oh, Sugar Rush. Wow. Sigh, yeah, yeah. Any picture? Wow. <laughs> it does. It does. Wow, good catch, bro. Once again, I'm just happy whenever I hear fans saying that they watched My Rocky Demon because of us, and they end up loving it. Again, I haven't met a person yet that's been I'm turned on. I'm loving it. All right. All right. All right, Dallas, relax. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm really... I haven't met a person yet that like is turned on to My Academia and is like, meh. It's all right. I've heard people say that they don't like it, or I'm like, yeah, it's overrated. But I think those are the same people that say everything's fucking overrated. Oh yeah, Wonder Woman's overrated. Oh yeah, Black Panther's overrated. <laughs> fuck those people. Yeah, fuck those people. Yeah, but everyone else With that a like porcupine dick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but everybody else who uh, is open-minded, I think that is like, yeah, man, I'll check it out, and it actually does. They end up loving it. So I, I think I said something right there. Um, John Randy goes on to say. So, with the constant war between DCU and MCU fans, DCU fans always bring up the fact that they had the first female superhero film, but it got me thinking. 
Do you believe Wasp Evangeline Lilly was robbed of a solo movie? Literally everything in Ant-Man ties back to her. Her father is Hank Pym. Her mother is stuck subatomic. It's her father's company they're trying to save. Not to mention when she meets Scott Lang slash Paul Rudd, she's already mastered the control over ants and she knows martial arts. These are all amazing points. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, when you look at it that way, it is kind of like the, what What do they say? But, the, I uh, mean, from a comic book standpoint, Ant-Man is the bigger character. Like, Ant- yes, Ant-Man is the, the title character even. But the Ant-Man in the comic doesn't have the same origin as Ant-Man in the MCU. No, well, that's because it's Scott Lang as opposed to Hank Pym. Yeah, and the way... It was Hank Pym first. Yeah, but in the MCU, they start with Scott Lang. So you start with a character tangential to the Ant-Man legacy as opposed to someone who began it, like Hank Pym. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, I guess, because as far as I know, there is no Hope Van Dyne in the comics. No. It's Janet. Janet is the Wasp. Yeah. And now I think there's somebody... And and Champions, there's there's a younger Wasp. I don't remember. Her name's not Hope, though. I think it's like... N- well, she can't be related to... They're not old enough. I think it starts with an Isn't N. Isn't Hank Pym like evil or something in the comments I, th- I think it starts like it with an N. Uh, yeah, he's... He's, he's, he's Ultron. He's, he's, he's Pimtron. Pimtron sounds yeah. so whack. He's, Pim- <laughs> he's Pimtron. Pimtron sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm Pimtron. That sounds great. Change your name, bro. <laughs> You're not intimidating at all. Um, looking at it from this way, like this, this top-down perspective... I think it can be argued that the Ant-Man character, as he's portrayed in the MCU, is kind of like one of those, what do they, they call them? Mediocre white male lead characters? <laughs> is that what they call it? Where it's like a, a white character doesn't need to be the lead, but he is because he's a white male? Yeah. Yeah. I would I mean, say, granted, he I would has say skills. More, I would say more so in Ant-Man and the Wasp than Ant-Man. Cause, I mean, at least- yeah, in Ant-Man, he wasn't as useless. At least in Ant-Man, he brought a certain skill set to it with the, being a thief. And knowing the ins and outs of uh, of breaking and entering into places. Yeah, because she didn't have that skill set. And, yeah. Uh, granted, she trained him, but he also was the more uh, the master thief. But granted, he got caught. Yeah, he did. That whole plot line went nowhere because he broke in, but ended up being caught by Yellow Jacket anyway. Yeah, he did. And they kind of saved him with that tank thing. So. <laughs> so yeah, the next movie should just be the Wasp, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Wasp and Ant-Man. So yeah, good point, man. I still want I want an A-Force movie. All women? That's what A-Force is? They just need a good, like, I, what's a good reason to have that team exist? Where it's like only women. Because... There's a there's a, a world where if you're a man, you die. <laughs> oh, I don't know, all the men fell asleep or some shit. All the men fell asleep. <laughs> Uh, next email comes from I'm like Rish. look at that poster somebody made that looks fucking dope yeah it looks dope I mean that one moment in Infinity War is fucking awesome where it's Scarlet Witch Black Widow and Okoye together uh huh so yeah just from that I've wanted like a all female Avengers type movie it's just, it's just, I just you just need a good reason for why those women in particular would join forces cause they're also right now scattered everywhere so it's like, why would Gamora need to team up if she's alive anyway? If she's alive. Yeah. Why would Gamora seek out Okoye, who would seek out Scarlet Witch and Black Widow? You know what I mean? Like, that's a weird combination of characters. To well, Scarlet with. Witch and Black Widow make sense because they just worked together in Infinity War, but why would they team up with Valkyrie and Mantis? Oh, yeah. Valkyrie, Mantis, Okoye, like... 
they can figure it out. Yeah, that's for a writer to figure out. But our next email comes from Flaza Dude. He says, I just wanted to clarify that my last review wasn't to say to read One Piece or anything. Oh, remember this? The One Piece thing? Yeah. I was just trying to say that you have thrown slight shade without having direct knowledge. Again, I don't know what shade. Like, is it the shade of me just saying I don't watch it and I didn't yeah, really that, like that's, it? That's shade. That's enough shade, huh? <laughs> that's enough. Okay, well, that, that's fair. Uh, it's like the people in your comments who hate on My Hero or anime for no reason. Just saying that since you guys are great and it would suck if you started acting like you're haters. But anyways, keep up the great work and giving us listeners something to look forward to every week. Oh, thanks. You Fonzo. must like it. And implicitly. <laughs> I mean, again, I just what I watched, I didn't like. I, got, I, got, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I I keep trying to convince myself to try and give One Piece another shot too, just because I have a friend that literally almost every other week hits me up and is like, One Piece of what? One Piece of chicken? No, One Piece the anime. No, I'm saying, but One Piece of what? Oh, what's One Piece mean? Yeah, is it One Piece of chicken? That's the no. What the <laughs> hell? No, it's it's about um being a pirate king, and One Piece is the treasure that all the pirates in the world are trying to find. They left my my treasure in One Piece, which I'm means ch- which I'm could, chicken. Which could, the whole anime is basically about friendship, so it's like it could all end up being a metaphor, and the treasure not even being real, and the treasure being in One Piece means that like by finding that treasure together, because you need I guess friends and comrades and allies to get to that point it could literally just be like a nope the treasure is actually the bonds you made to get to this point that'd be really whack but i mean that's literally where i feel like the, the series is going ah uh, you're it's too simple you're shitting on the anime you're I gonna just, get another email no! <laughs> all right moving on <laughs> um you're gonna get another email. well actually that's not what it's about <laughs> it's, it's not lot, it's not lot, over yet it's so who knows deeper than that <laughs> Uh, da, 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 da. All right, next email comes from Poet Cartist or Poet C Artist. Subject is You've gained a long term fan. Let me begin. Oh my god, this is long. All right, let me begin by giving Michael. Yeah, he said long term fan. Yeah, let me begin by giving Michael power for doing the Sense 8 review I requested. I guess your secretary relayed my message. Yeah, I got, nope. the, I got the message There's from the second. No it, was a, it was a homing pigeon. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like a raven from Game of Thrones. Send a raven with a message. Uh, I'm glad we both felt the same about the last movie overall and that it was good. Definitely would have felt more fleshed out as a final season. They could have gave us six final episodes like some shows to flesh things out and draw out the emotions like we normally get, but it is what it is. I felt like Agreed. the Kala... I wanted, I wanted nine episodes, though. Uh, uh, I felt like the Kala and the Wolfgang heated love thing was really good and natural, but it felt so messed up by the end of the series, and I was so shipping that relationship the most. Uh, I was getting so mad because I felt like Kala was going to leave her... Man, he's got some feelings about Kala. <laughs> leave, uh, leave her husband, but then they turned it into some weird Sense8 love triangle, and it felt like a huge cop-out. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, it did. Uh, and also something I didn't mention is, uh, real quick... I felt like because this show was ending, they had to end it on a happy note. So it was like, there was a moment where you thought Kala died. Like, you thought, oh shit, they killed one of the sensates. And it's like, no, she's not dead. She's coming. They brought they were able to bring her back. And it's like, oh. <laughs> Psych, <laughs> you thought. And I mean, I get it, because you want, you want to end it on a happy note. Do you? Because you, cause, cause you, you want to reward the fans for get, letting them bring the show back. So uh, you don't want to... Uh, big fuck you at the end. <laughs> yeah, basically, they don't want to pull The Last Jedi. <laughs> hey, The Matrix ended with Trinity dying, so... 
And kind of Neo dying. But yeah, but that was the point. Whatever. Was it though? It, it wasn't was- like the Matrix got canceled and then they brought it back. <laughs> I kind of did. This was the end after one, damn it. Uh, but unlike you, Michael, I was unsure if Kala's husband even knew she loved Wolfgang because they hinted but never came straight out and made it obvious. Anyways, I could go on for years about this, but I'll end it by agreeing that yes, Will's girlfriend is the most useless of the crew and the one I care the least for. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. She's just kind of there all the time. Riley. That's her name. Riley. Uh, and never has a story arc. But Michael, you the man for the insightful review. Also, I'm glad you guys like my catchphrase, stay nerdy, you heard me? And don't forget this guy when you get more famous and put it, uh, and put it all over t-shirts and billboards. Oh, we're still waiting for that. Word. More famous. <laughs> I love listening to you guys, and you better get used to seeing my username, because I'll be keeping up with my new favorite podcasters. Aw, thanks, man. That's really sweet. What Even though username? I contributed nothing to this. What's this username again? Um, poet, sea artist. Poet. P.S. I'm a big anime lover. So I'm was... a poet, you know it. You done? And I'm gonna get you. F- Wait. <laughs> wow. Wow. You could do more than two lines. <laughs> I call it your bluff, but you could do it. Uh, P.S. I'm a big anime lover, so I was curious to know what's your top five anime, Jordan. My quick five is My Hero Academia, of course. Hunter x Hunter, Code Geass, Cowboy Bebop, and Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, I like almost all of these anime that you listed. I, I, I haven't really watched Hunter x Hunter, though, and I know people hate me for that, too, because Hunter x Hunter is one of the big anime that everyone says has, is an amazing shounen. Um, I guess I just didn't get into it. I watched a couple episodes. It felt kind of like Naruto to me, but with Hunter exams instead of Ninja exams. I don't know. But for me, I don't know, top five real quick. My Hergademia is now, I think, number one. Uh, let's see, it's one. Gurren Lagann used to be my favorite anime of all time, which you need to fucking watch, Michael. It's it's all the hot-blooded manliness of my academia, but in mecha and space battles rather than superheroes. Um, Code Geass is up there as well. Uh, Death Note, fucking love. That's four. Code Geass. Code Geass is so... Lucha of the Rebellion is fucking amazing. Uh, My Hero, Code Geass, what, My Hero, Gurnlogan, Code Geass, uh, Death Note, hmm, hmm, I want to put Ipo up Barney there. and Friends. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. For me personally, and this is not to say that the quality is like better than other anime or the writing or something but me personally i love hajime no ipo like it's one of my favorite anime oh you do yeah i thought it was okay you don't watch it <laughs> it's still ongoing in, in manga form but they keep canceling and bringing back the show so like it it went on for like 50 something episodes then they ended it then they came up with a movie for it then they came out with a new series years later like a oh new yeah season. i remember that I hate you. <laughs> and then they came out with another season after that, and then they kind of like, can't, I don't know if they cancel it or put it in hold again, but they haven't had new episodes in years. But um, that's one of my favorites. And I, I, that's actually one of the things that helped motivate me into working out, getting into sparring and boxing and karate and all that stuff. It's like one of, the, it's motivational as fuck. Oh, uh, no. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't try and patronize me, bitch. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, everything was great. I have, I have abs now. Ugh, can't tell me shit. I hate you. Samurai Shampoo is good. Um, he says Kill Booby Bop. That's great too. 
but yeah, this is a bunch of exactly stuff. Baby Bop from Barney and Friends. Okay, all right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna educate you, Michael. We're gonna watch some anime one day. All right, next review comes from or next email comes from uh, another John Rainey email. Did you like that mid credit scene? I personally felt like it was underwhelming for Ant Man. As soon as Infinity War came out, a lot of fan theories for Ant Man started popping up, and a lot of people predicted that scene beat by beat. Being that Wasp is plus Ultra time is more useful than Ant Man, I thought it would. I love how people apply the term plus Ultra to things. Uh, plus Ultra time is more useful than Ant Man. I thought it would have been a twist to have Scott disappear. Hope would be stuck behind and would have to tell Cassie that her father's not coming home. That I didn't want a- either one of them to disappear. I want the original Avenger, like comic book Avengers. Yeah, Ant-Man, agreed. Wasp, Hulk, His way is ballsy, Thor. though. Yeah. To kill off Ant-Man? That would have been ballsy. It would have. Spoilers for Ant-Man for those that haven't seen it yet, but fuck you, it's been a weekend. <laughs> Why are you listening to this if you haven't watched it yet? Um, But yeah, I like your version, dude. If they had went that way, I would have been actually more surprised than how it went down agreed uh next email from stanley ward our man stanley the super fan that guy uh blur vision with wish list hey guys i've been listening religiously to the podcast a billion dollars that's my wish list word <laughs> blur vision is now a billion dollar company <laughs> Uh, I've been listening religiously to the podcast on my commute, and I've been compiling topics to talk about in my emails. Today, you shall hear it all. Oh, boy. Okay, we've got eight things. One, you should definitely review Akame Got Kill. That's an anime. That sounds familiar. Akame Got Kill. Hold on, I'm going to look that up real quick, because I've heard of that. Oh, yeah, Akame did get killed. No, it's not Dragon Ball, you basic bitch. (laughs) (laughs) He He did die, though. Kami. Oh, I've seen this, but I've never actually watched it. Okay. Let's put it on the list. Two, please make me the Todoroki of the podcast. <laughs> don't we already got one? Uh, Did somebody say they were Todoroki? Who was that? That I was Stan, wasn't it? I don't it? remember. Because uh, you don't always hear from me, but when you do, it's And noticeable. also, you say it's on the list. We didn't even watch that C-Control now that I think about it. <laughs> oh, word. We are you kills King's Game if you want to get that technical. Well, technically... Well, we yeah. talked about it a lot. We did, but <laughs> we we were waiting for Jamie, and then that just never happened. That's why we didn't we're review. Still it. waiting. Yeah, we're still waiting. <laughs> Waited for you, Fry. Uh, three. Continue to do whatever the fuck you want, because haters ain't shit. What? What? Four. Be perverted as you want. Elastic girl equals thick. <laughs> What are, you, what are you going on? Oh, you're the most preferred person on this podcast. Exactly. Let me talk about one girl being thick, and all of a sudden, oh, it's too much. It's, it's too straight for me. Oh. I can't do it. Oh, my God. That booty, though. Five, this is for Michael only. Tell Jordan, fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, not because I'm mad, but I sincerely enjoy it. Thanks. Uh, six, you got to make more than one episode per week, but make them long as fuck. Well, if you want to support us on Patreon, we are thinking about doing that. Maybe we start like doing we commentaries. Don't have a Patreon page to support. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna, damn it. People are saying they want more content from him, so why not do it? Um, Only fans page from Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> he has abs now. Yeah, I'll send you my lewds. <laughs> uh, seven. Well, here, here you go. Make merch. Uh, you're losing money by not. I mean, I said we need to get that there on the show. All right, we got to get on this, bro. Our fans are like, guys, we want to give you money. What are you doing? <laughs> um, and eight, 
And last but not least, ah, stay nerdy, my blurdy. Thanks, Stan. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. That was sweet. Ooh. Well, I don't know if you have to battle the other guy for Todoroki to death. If it was the same reviewer. No, let me double check real quick. Is it still up? No, that was Ginger the Weeb. Ginger and the his weeb. name's Ginger. So yeah, I mean, he said he has red hair. Yeah. But if you want another redheaded character, you can be Kirishima, bro. It's <laughs> still open. Uh, Jacob, take notes. <laughs> I know you're compiling a list. Uh, next review, or I keep saying review. Next email comes from Sheldon Doxley. Dragon Ball Super Movie. Hey guys, just a quick question. What are your guys' thoughts on the new Dragon Ball Super Movie and the reveal that Broly is the main antagonist of it? I don't mind it at all as long as they revamp his backstory and make it more compelling uh, or make a different version of Broly from a universe that we don't know about. Maybe Beerus caught one of his powerful Saiyan a while back and feared him. Something happens to Broly to get him out of the picture until now. And in the meantime, Beerus orders Frieza to destroy planet Vegeta to make sure no other Saiyan like Broly ever exists again. What brings Broly back? 17 winning the tournament of power and bringing back all the universes? Just food for thought. Maybe some hardcore fan service and bring back Gogeta as well. Stay nerdy, my blurdies. Well, I guess I can X that out of the news. <laughs> that Broly is now canon. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like, oh, fuck, man. I just destroyed a news article. But I mean, yeah. But yes, Broly is now canon news. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I like your theory about maybe he was from one of the universes that was destroyed before that Seventeen brought back. That was always kind of a thing before we kind of assumed that maybe if you wish back all the universes that were destroyed, including ones that were destroyed before the events of Dragon Ball Super, mm-hmm. remember they said they destroyed all the universes before too? Yeah. Maybe Broly was in one of those universes, which would be cool because technically the Dragon Ball Z movies aren't canon because the no, timelines don't. Canon. Yeah, they don't line up timeline wise. So that would make sense if a, a Broly existed in another universe. Kind of like that idea. I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, like, I don't care. <laughs> you don't care? I like the idea, because I like Broly as a character, as a concept, but, 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 the but con- his backstory's stupid. But at the same time, it's like, he doesn't work anymore, because Goku and Vegeta are so much stronger than they used to be. But that was the non-canon Broly. Now they can make a Broly that is on par. His legendary Super Saiyan 4 form is on par with Dragon with Super Saiyan Blue. But even then, Ultra it's Instinct. like, that's the... Because st- you know... He's going to use Ultra Instinct Mastered versus a legendary Super Saiyan Broly. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. That's why I'm like, so stupid. Because he's not, his hair's, because, you know, just to keep it, you know, the iconic Broly look, he's not going to go Super Saiyan Blue or anything like that. He's just still going to be a regular Super Saiyan, but legendary form, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. But it's still, it's still on par with Super Saiyan Blue. And it's like, how? 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 Well, because the old form isn't canon anymore. Like, that form was only on par with, like, a Super Saiyan 1. But like now, if it's not because Super Saiyan Legendary Super Saiyan, uh, what's her name, Kale? Yeah, that's but was as strong even, as like I, again, and I thought that was stupid too. Well, it's only because we're going by the logic of the non-canon Broly. But now I think this no, kinda, I'm going by the logic of how is a regular Super Saiyan, regardless of whether it's legendary or not, how is that on par with Blue? But it's not regular. It's like it's different. It's muscular. It's green. It's got a different aura. Like it's never been just a normal Super Saiyan form. It is. The it's hair, not though. The hair is still like a yellowish. It's like a green though. It's not even yellow. It's like a yellowish green, which is different. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not blue. I feel like it's like, like how Super Saiyan Blue is a Super Saiyan with God Key or whatever. Legendary Super Saiyan is like the epitome of what the Super Saiyan form is. But I'm like, what's stronger than God? 
legendary <laughs> no ultra <laughs> ultra legendary ultimate i don't know all i care about is if they redo broly's backstory in a way that makes more sense for current canon i remember they were uh, when they first revealed that character in like the the little teaser or whatever people were assuming that that was the first super saiyan tomoshi or yamoshi or whatever the fuck his name is i don't know some some backstory canon for the Super Saiyan form whenever she got fleshed out in the show. But, like, if they do something like that, where he was maybe the first legendary Super Saiyan, and that's why he has that form, and Kale's power is, like, since Universe 7... No, what, what universe are they? Universe 6? Yeah, they're 6. Yeah. It's like a mirror of Universe 7. She's just that version of that character, but in that universe. But Broly still exists in the main universe. Somewhere, somehow. I kind of like his theory about him being the reason why Beerus told Frieza to destroy um, Plant Vegeta. That'd be cool. And I also like the design more than the original Broly. The original Broly's design, like, it was cool, but it didn't, like, aesthetically match Dragon Ball Z, really. Like, why did he look like an Egyptian god? That never really made sense to me. I'm appropriating your culture! <laughs> <laughs> like, you're a Saiyan, bro. Like, no Saiyans look like G Egyptian gods. Like... His new design looks more like a Saiyan. Like, it's got, like, a fur kind of cloak kind of thing going on. And he looks kind of rugged and tan skin. I don't know. I like the idea. I'm down for it. Are, are you? You don't seem that down for it. I don't care. Wow. <laughs> Dragon Ball Super is not My Hero Academia. I mean, that's true. I guarantee you the My Hero Academia movie is going to be way better than the Broly movie. I, I'd bet money on that. Yeah, facts. Facts. <laughs> um, let's see. You're so spoiled, Jordan. All right, we've got three more emails. Four more emails. We got a lot of emails. All right, this one's from. Because we haven't read them in like two weeks. Oh wait, no. This is just a po this is, wait. No, this is the uh, a podcast review. If my review went through on iTunes, don't read this email. Never mind. Never mind. We've got one more. We're from like four to one. We've got one more email. Uh, and it's from Juan Rojas. Just a quick message. Juan asks. Why is AKA the Spider Man always starting some shit? <laughs> I don't know, Jacob. Why are you always starting shit, bro? Yeah, yeah Jacob. <laughs> because he's the Pulse Ultra super fan. That's why. <laughs> is he the new Baku? Are you the new Bakugo? <laughs> Who wants? Started conflicts? No, Jacob. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> uh, that was funny. All right. Well, that's all the emails for this week. Michael, take it away with news. Michael News. Take it away from here. So. <laughs> All right, then. That's Janet Jackson. That's her new album. You wouldn't know that. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, the writer of Cloak and Dagger uh, came out and confirmed that, because we talked about, <clears throat> especially with this episode, are they going to start introducing more fantastical, you know, villain-type characters and yada, yada, yada. And it says, we're saving some of the more fantastical villains. And I think we wanted to start off very grounded when we first started talking about this show. Something that Marvel does really well. It has to be the world. It has to be the world. Excuse me. It has to be the world the way it is. That's where we started. And as you'll see, especially from episode seven on, we turn up the heat quite a bit. In episode seven, I don't know. What, what episode was this? This was six, I think. For My Hero? I'm talking about Cloak and Dagger. What are oh, you talking about? I'm, like, I'm so out of it. Um, I think this was six. I can double check. 
But it says, in episode seven, we're entering the mind... Oh, no. So this is episode seven. In episode seven, we're entering the mind of a catatonic man to, oh, experience, well, yeah, there we go. to experience what happened on the rig that night. And it says... Uh, huh. Going forward, it says they're going to eventually introduce the classic villain, Mr. Jip. I don't know who that is, who but this is, what he look, this is what Jesus he looks like. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's what he looks like. Um, uh, Is he going to look that on the show? Because that's monstrous. It looks like anti-venom or some shit. I don't know. But it said, he said, oh, maybe it was the uh, floating creature that we saw. It was like, what the fuck is that? It looks like a Dementor. Oh, that's a far cry from that thing. Because it says, because when somebody asks him, oh, we gonna, is he going to be in the show? He's like, you didn't see him already? It's possible you did. Mm. He said, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not committing to anything. But you should go back and look very carefully at the scene where Tyrone goes into Kev's dream. Is that the, that's the guy, isn't it? Yeah. And that oh, kid shit. and that kid with the backpack fears. I have a feeling if we're lucky enough to have a season two, a lot of your favorite, a lot of your favorites will be making an appearance. So they're saving more or less the fantastical villains for season two if they get a season two. Okay. So that's cool. I'm glad they are teasing some actual true supervillains in the Cloak and Dagger. I need to look up this Mr. Jip person. We're going to get there. I don't know what the fuck that is. You look him up. Mr. Jip? Mr. Jip. Like J-I-P-P? J-I-P. Oh, J-I-P. Like you jipped me. Yeah. But uh, moving on. So this is something that you had a question about. Regarding uh, skyscraper, he's an evil sorcerer. Oh, so magic. Yeah, I mean they kind of appearance kinda, and various mystical powers. I mean they kind of tease magic with the uh, with the voodoo woman. It's true. And the tarot cards. But Jesus Christ, not like this. This dude looks. Uh, is Doctor Strange gonna show up? Like, look how he's fighting Wolverine. That shit looks freaky as fuck. He's got like six arms. Oh, body invasion! I don't like it. I don't like it. I love every moment of it. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so go back, go on to what you said earlier about uh, the oh, box Jesus. office. You're still looking. Yeah, what the man. Fuck is that? That's another Mister Jip. <laughs> He's got a giant monster head, dude. I don't like it. I don't like it. I hope they show it just like that. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, so you talked about uh, skyscraper being a ginormous success in the box office. Well, guess what, Jordan? What? You would be wrong. Oh, it's not? No. Yay! People have taste. <laughs> Guess what's number one at the box office this weekend? What? Hotel Transylvania 3. So we probably should have seen that this weekend and reviewed no, it. hell no. <laughs> That's also fucking terrible. Never, I take it back what I say about people having taste. Fuck that. <laughs> so Hotel Transylvania 3 opened at number one at the box office this weekend with $44.1 million. That's whack, but all right. Number two. Skyscraper? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh. With $28.8 million. No one gave a fuck about this skyscraper, huh? Skyscraper opened at number three at $28.4 million. Okay. So it was well below expectations. I'm glad people saw it for what it was, which is just Die Hard <laughs> with a taller building. Yep. Uh, let me see if... Does it say in this article what they were expecting Skyscraper to do? Uh, no, but they... they uh, But Skyscraper had a budget of $125 million. So for it to open at only $25 million, that's not good. I mean, granted, it could make up... It could make up its box office uh, internationally. So we'll see what it does. We'll see what it does there. But in terms of domestically, it's not, it's not good. It's a very big disappointment. 
Mm. But uh, something that's not a disappointment. Something that's not a disappointment that's been doing pretty well so far. So uh, sorry to bother you. Uh, is uh, in the top ten, making four point three, four point no, yeah, four point three million dollars this weekend. Which might not sound like a lot before an independent movie that also didn't really have that big of a release. It's pretty good for that movie, so I'm excited about that. You know, black filmmakers, yay, black people, mm-hmm. <laughs> yay, black people. <laughs> so yeah, sorry to bother you. Number number uh, seven. Uh, what else? So there's no trailers this week, but they did release another uh, look at. Venom in the Venom movie. Who gives a fuck about that? It's about Godzilla. No, <laughs> fuck Godzilla. Fuck you! <laughs> I almost jumped over this desk. <laughs> but yeah, first first look of Venom smiling. Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen Venom before. Yeah, we've but, seen Venom before, but this one, I think this one looks better. Like, even the teeth look... It does. It looks... Have you side-by-sided it and seen the differences? Like, yeah. the eyes look more, like, bigger and more expressive and more venom from the comics, really, in this picture. They do. I don't know if that's a thing where it was just, like, in that one scene they showed, he was squinting or something as he was talking... Like being expressive with his eyes. Are they even this thing like on the side, like what is that? Is that saliva? Like all the way up on the side of his jaw? No, no, no. That's that's still his mouth. Uh-oh. Like in the comics, like it's like separations in his jawline. It's such a big ass jaw. But um, that's what he said. Wow. What, <laughs> what that mouth do, bro? I, I don't want those teeth anywhere <laughs> near my dick. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> like a female venom? No, no, thank you. I mean, hey, if you do it right, teeth, teeth, teeth isn't bad. Have you ever seen porn of? Never mind. Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Uh, <laughs> some more Jordan porn stories versus the last. Hey, I know those websites. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hey, whatever. I'll, open I'll openly admit this. I've seen pre- female predator porn. It exists. What? Yeah. It's pretty Fe- terrifying. A woman fucking, a pr- getting fucked by a predator? No. Or like a, a woman, a womanized a woman, version. A, f- a female predator fucking? female predator fucking a dude. It's crazy. <laughs> And you probably got off on it too. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why you're, you're giving me shifty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to know if whether, because there were some complaints about the first reveal of Predator in the trailer. And you know how they can go back and do some editing to stuff. You know, like in post production. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they went back and like more comicified uh, Venom's face. Because what uh, that's what that looks like to me. Is that a word? Comicified? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just made it closer to comic accurate in terms of... Because I've, I've even seen people do edits where they took that the, the still image of um, Venom from the last trailer and they did like a fan version where they like they extended his eyes, made it more like Venom-y and made his mouth a little bit bigger. So I feel I'm, like... I'm still curious of what the full costume looks like. I'm Because like, I'm more or less... Wondering if he has that fucking big ass spider on his chest. He which, can't. Which I'm like, it wouldn't you, make sense. Where'd you get that from, bro? <laughs> like, it doesn't look like he does. Well, we don't know because we haven't seen his full body. But it wouldn't make sense if he did. Exactly. That's why I'm like, I want to see. Yeah. It's going to be like um, Ultimate Venom where he doesn't have the symbol. I'll show you a picture. Are you, you, have you read Ultimate Comics with uh, Venom? I haven't finished Ultimate Comics. Because for a while, he doesn't have the symbol. And I think even in the Miles Morales arc, when Venom comes back, not as Eddie Brock, but as like just some random black dude, he uh, doesn't have the symbol either. 
But yeah, I mean, he looks he, he looks better. I'm still not. Yeah, see, look at this. It's no symbol. Okay, maybe they'll go that route. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it's missing something. It does. Like it's, it's, just, it's he just, does, he does, it doesn't look like venom. It's plain. It looks like it. the symbiote got like attached to like a bear or some shit. <laughs> You're not wrong. Or like a bootleg alien. Yeah. See, look. This, this is when it got weird in Ultimate Spider-Man, but like that. That's like the the Venom symbiote and the Carnage symbiote combined. I was like, that's what I was like. I was like, is that Carnage? Yeah, they combined. I don't and, like it. And it was stupid. It was such a roundabout, dumb way to resurrect Gwen Stacy. It's like that final episode of Static Shock where uh, Heat Wave. And oh yeah, and he combined with the Shadow Guy. Yeah, that was stupid. That was stupid. <laughs> that was the final episode. That was the final episode. That was stupid. That was very stupid. <laughs> oh, a dumb way to end it. But did you know how Gwen Stacy died in Ultimate Comics? No. Carnage killed her. Like he absorbed like her essence. And then later on in the Clone Saga version in the Ultimate Universe, um, Gwen Stacy came back as a Carnage clone. So she was like Carnage, but she had her memories of Gwen Stacy. And then um, a thing happened with Venom. Like Venom hunted down Spider Man, ended up finding Carnage slash Gwen Stacy, and he absorbed the Carnage out of her. But instead of killing her, because she's she's Carnage, but just with Gwen Stacy's form and memories. But yet, instead of killing her, that somehow made her a real girl and effectively resurrected her. So she was just, at that point, she, was, she wasn't Carnage anymore. She was just completely Gwen Stacy. That's stupid. That's why she's falling out in that picture right there. Oh, that's stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> it's like, that's not how this should work. Whatever. Well, speaking of something else that's stupid, so we got a first look at Godzilla. <laughs> Throw some at you. <laughs> <laughs> Big monster. <laughs> that is awesome. That picture is great. What so are you talking about? So first look at Godzilla from the King of the Monsters. It's dope. With Godzilla shooting atomic breath into the sky. Shooting come into the sky. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you don't know what's good. And first of all, not only does that evoke cool imagery from Shin Godzilla, the most recent Japanese iteration of Godzilla, but also evokes. The the pre shut up the precursor version <laughs> of Godzilla was Japanese called Final Godzilla Final Wars in which shut up I'm educating you bitch <laughs> in which Godzilla fought the American Godzilla which is funny as hell because they had like the Japanese Godzilla defeat the American Godzilla in like two seconds it was just like here's the American Godzilla and like, he just whips him with his tail and blasts him with the tongue breath and he dies. But then at the end, when you, it's like it goes Dragon Ball Z. It get, all right, it gets stupid. Admittedly, this, epi- this episode has been sponsored by Godzilla <laughs> <laughs> from Toho, and uh, admittedly, it gets kind of it's it's campy, fun, stupid. But he, they're fighting aliens. They're kind of like the Matrix. They're, they're like people from the Matrix. It's so so weird, and it becomes kind of Star Warsy at the end. But long story short. King Ghidorah comes from space in a giant meteor flying toward Earth, and the Godzilla somehow. I don't know how, but Godzilla can sense the meteor approaching from like the, the stratosphere, looks up, and shoots a Kamehameha fire blast into space to stop the meteor from getting to Earth. It doesn't stop it, but when the meteor collides with, with Tokyo, and this is in the future or some bullshit, it creates a giant crater, like Dragon Ball Z style, basically destroying the entire city, and they have a final battle in the middle of the city. But the, the coolest point is when Godzilla shoots his atomic breath into the sky, like Kamehameha Plast. And that's what this picture reminds me of. Well, you know who could have took out that meteor? Superman. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find a picture. Because you don't, you, don't, you don't understand how cool it was. Uh, Shut up. I'm bored. Shut up. <laughs> you, you can move on. I'm done. 
because you don't care about Godzilla. But they showed um. I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see. They show what's her face from Stranger Things. Billy, what's her name? What? The girl from Stranger Things. There's a lot of girls in Stranger Things. The main girl, Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. She's in it. Oh, they, is she? They showed that picture. And they also showed a picture of her. With who I guess is her the only mom. picture I saw was him shooting his him coming into the sky. No, there's another one, Millie Bobby Brown, with hair looking off into the distance or some bullshit. No, I mean she does have hair. <laughs> Not when she's 11, she doesn't. Well, she did in season two. Oh yeah, I guess she did. Anyway. So another picture that uh, first look, well, another well, not first look because we've seen looks already, but uh, Shazam, Zachary Levi and uh, baby Shazam, Billy Batson, standing outside of a convenience store drinking, I don't know, Pepsi. I don't know what they're drinking, but I was hoping it was like beer because it's like if you if you're a kid, when the first thing you do, you wouldn't just buy random soda. Yeah, it says yeah, it says cola. Yeah, it's like soda. I'm hoping it's like a censor, like censor it for the internet. Cause like, why would a kid? I don't see why would they. Cause not like like beer is not like rated R. That's true, but then like, why wouldn't it be beer? Cause if you're a kid and you get the power to transform into adult, wouldn't that be one of the first things you did? Well, I guess cause it, I guess for the sense for the sake of the pictures, cause I'm pretty sure. Cause in the movie, Billy Batson's not gonna be standing next to him when he's Shazam. Mm, true. So I guess for the sake of the pictures, they're showing them drinking cola. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm sure that's probably not a shot from the movie. That's true. But I mean, it looks cool. It's seeing it, it's seeing the out, seeing the costume in context as opposed to uh, just random set photos. It looks. I mean, the muscle pattern still looks a little weird, but it's, yeah. it looks it looks better than than the set photo. Um, I think it's about the same actually. But I don't I don't mind it. Like it's it's not a deal breaker for me. No, it's not a deal uh, not a deal breaker for me either. And I like the from the pictures. I'm digging the tone. I'm hoping they can strike that that kind of comedic kind of like. Uh, Superman fan kind of tone. Like, I don't know. Like, if you play this right, it could be a really cool, like... Uh, I do hope Henry Cavill have, has a cameo. Even if he doesn't have a strip cameo, if they at least lean to the idea that this is a world with a Superman and this kid... A better Superman than... <laughs> well, the Justice League Superman, where apparently he's about all about hope now and everyone loves him. That's Superman. But just the concept of a Superman. That way, when this kid gets these powers, he has an ideal to kind of strive for. Yeah, he's Deku. Yeah, like Superman is all might. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, if they lean into that, I think it could be a really cool movie. And like the 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 childish kind of fun tone they're they're seeming to hit in these pictures kind of makes me feel um, hopeful for it. Yeah, I mean, I, and I said like the Shazam movie is the one DCEU movie that I'm curiously optimistic about. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling out of all the movies, that's the one that might get it right. I, and I'm just like, don't you disappoint me. <laughs> DCEU don't, don't prove don't, me right again don't fuck it up <laughs> prove me wrong again whatever cause even Aquaman I'm just like mm. I'm not that interested they released photos of that too the, the weird Atlantean fish people yeah uh, D- D- that, that was the next thing but Dijamah Hansu is the Fisher King I didn't even know that was him yeah you can't even tell underneath all that makeup and CG make, yeah cause it's makeup so, it's CG I don't know I'm not really I don't know. Like they're not showing me anything that I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait for Aquaman. Show me. I don't know if it. it I don't even know if I want to see it in the trailer. But like, if they don't have that scene of him having a shark eat something, it's a waste. You fail as an Aquaman movie. But I mean, that kind of also goes this uh, something that I said going back to Dijamah Hansu with the Aquaman movie. It goes back to what I said. What was it last week about? They keep going to these same pool of actors. 
for all these roles in these superhero franchises. Mm-hmm. So you got Dijamon Hansu who's playing uh, Korath or whatever his name is and for Guardians of the Galaxy and he's coming back for Captain Marvel. He's a good character actor. Then he's uh he he's also he was also cast as uh the Fisherman King for uh for Aquaman. And now next bit of news that I was gonna scroll down to later, but I'm like might as well talk about it now. He's now been cast as Shazam. The the wizard? The wizard that gives him his powers. Wait, so he's in two DCEU movies? He's in two DCEU movies. But I guess in one he's so yeah, covered granted, in he's, CG. Yeah, he's covered in but it's still him. Actually, I don't mind that though, just because that's cool. It's a black Shazam. But I don't have I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying my my overall point is like they keep going to the same pool of actors. Get another black actor. Well, in this case, it just feels like he's on set, <laughs> like he's across the way, and I was like, well, you can't really tell it's him in this movie, so let's just bring him in this one and have him be somebody else. I don't like it. It's like Idris Elba in Star Trek. Like, why did they even cast him in that movie when you couldn't even tell it was him? You know, did you see that movie, Star Trek Beyond? I didn't see Beyond. No, I saw the first one. Okay, well, in Beyond, he's like an alien. Wait, Beyond was three? Yes. So I saw the first two. Okay, yeah. I didn't see, the, I didn't see Beyond. And the third one, he's an alien. But like, if you didn't tell me he was Idris Elba, I would never have known. Like, it's like, what's the point at that point? Maybe he's going to be on set. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, my, my overall point, like, I don't like... And I, I get the actors need work, but at the same time, it's like... But it's the same genre of... It's not like you're casting him in, in Shazam, but then you're casting him in a political thriller. It's like, that's different. But it's like Shazam, Aquaman, and and Guardians of the Galaxy, and Captain Marvel. Let DJ... I can't even say his name. Let DJ live, bro. It's not as bad as some of the others. Yeah, at least this one you can't even tell. Probably listening to this like, damn, could I get work? Yeah. He's like, at least I'm working, motherfucker. You still trying to get a job. <laughs> you still trying to be on set. I'm but like, this, damn, you hurt my heart. But this isn't an example as egregious as like a Jared Leto, where like you know it's Jared Leto and all this shit. Like in this, like you can't tell it's him in one of the roles, so like why not? Who? <laughs> Who? Yeah, and that he had like that was literally his only line, basically. Who? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so I mean, in my mind, it just says DCU doesn't have a plan. I don't know. It doesn't. <laughs> no plan. But. You know who does have a plan? God? Well, besides. <laughs> you know, or even the does eat bro. <laughs> <laughs> this world is chaos. <laughs> but, so Kevin Feige basically came out and said that Marvel Studios has their movies planned out. They, they, what if I'm a real, Marvel Studios essentially knows what we will be doing between now and 2024. 2024. 2024. So what's up? Phase four? Probably phase... How long are your phases? Like three years? Typically? Typically. Okay. So... Oh, so maybe that's the next two phases. I don't want... I want them just to say... 2018 now. Yeah. So it's like maybe two phases. Yeah, just say the next... Yeah, instead of saying we have our movies planned to 2024, just say we have phase four and five or just phase four. No, I actually wanted them to say we have a plan until the heat death of the universe. Like, <laughs> until the sun goes black. Well, no, you know, you know, I mean, 
You don't want to lie to me. I don't care. But I'm like, you don't want them to. Uh, that's the episode of Buffy. Lie to me. <laughs> but uh, you don't want them to plan too far into the future. And then the movie start tanking. And they're like, oh, well, we have this plan. And then, you know, because they had the plan and the movie that ends up tanking has more or less oh, like a. Well, then at that point, you pull a uh, Captain Cold. Get rid of the plan. <laughs> okay. Make have the a plan. plan. Execute plans. <laughs> Get rid of the plan. Yeah, throw the plan away. Yeah. But I just want them to be like, we're never going to stop the MCU. It's going to go on forever until you die, Jordan. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. If, if, if they keep making money, then of course they're not going to stop the MCU. But I mean, I've even heard people be like, what happens when Kevin Feige wants to leave? I'm like, uh, he better not. <laughs> like, I don't care how. I don't care if he's like strapped to a gurney. I was say, like some, Stan Lee style. Nah, like, at some point, he's going to retire. Nope. Or get promoted. Because there was, there was rumors about him taking Bob Iger's position as nope. the CEO of Disney. Nope. It's going to happen. Nope. Maybe not that specifically, but he's not going to... Just pay him more money. Not, <laughs> Just give him more money. He's, he's not going to stick around. I think the, honestly, I think the main reason... Because I, I think if it wasn't for the Fox deal, he would have retired. Why do you hate law, like happiness? Like why are you trying? I'm, to- not saying, I'm just saying. Well, I, well, I think if the Fox deal hadn't gone through, I think he would have retired. Mm, why do you think that? Just because his his runs over, like Infinity War is the end. Yeah. And also because Bob, again, I think the writing was on the like I think he was going to take Bob Iger's position. Like Bob Iger was said he was going to retire if that Fox deal hadn't gone through. <laughs> I don't like this so. forever and ever and ever and ever but Jordan I'm old and tired I don't care forever 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 but I mean I need my Miles Morales movie but I mean as far as those movies 2024 I'm like we already know some of those are sequels like Guardians 3 Spider-Man Homecoming well Spider-Man Far From Home yeah. Black Home Pan- Sweet Home yeah Black Panther 2 we know the Eternals has been confirmed mm-hmm. um he talked about Young Avengers coming. You know, oh, jerk me off right now. Jesus Christ. And then uh, he talked about Miss Marvel. Mm. But other than that, I'm like, what else? Maybe maybe Nova? Miss, I want Miss Marvel. I want Nova. Um, I don't know. I want everything. <laughs> you want my, I you want, want it all. You want, you want Miles. I want the whole world. <laughs> I, want a Thor, I want Thor 4. Yeah, you, they're not gonna stop at the Ragnarok. It's just now. It's now it's become profitable. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I want She Hulk, but you can't. Well, well, they probably could. They actually they, could make She Hulk solo. They can't, movie, couldn't they? Well, I'm assuming. Does that work around? If they I'm, made a She Hulk movie and have Hulk say, in I'm it, a, I'm assuming they probably can't make a She Hulk because that's tied with the Hulk. So they probably could have She Hulk appear, but not give her her own movie. I'm not sure about that. That I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's unclear. Because I'm assuming... It's tied in with the universal rights. Yeah. Mm, maybe. But I would love to have She-Hulk show up. That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. I actually would rather a She-Hulk movie over a Hulk movie. A solo movie. I would too. Because like, she's actually a character you can follow. Hulk is just like... He's a one-note pony. I, I, I love Hulk. But that's what he's best at. He's best at being that... You know... that's he, He's better as a side character than the main character. Because otherwise you get into the angst of like, oh, but I'm the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, for a, for a whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, so. I also want World War Hulk as the next Avengers movie, but that's just me. I mean, but then you can say, well, we kind of did that with Thor Ragnarok. No, that was Planet Hulk. Oh, yeah. We were World War. I'm I thinking, World yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like that too. Kill Black Widow, even though she's getting her own solo movie now, so I guess that's not gonna. Yeah, happen. I, I would like that too. A World War Hulk yeah. movie, 
But I guess you might you might need a little bit more. You need more heroes. Cause with the heroes that we have established already, who would be able to take him out? Cause the re- he got taken out by fighting Sentry. Doctor, I mean, there, there is no Sentry in Doctor this. Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel. Yeah, but Doctor Strange, even yeah. even in the World War Hulk, so like Doctor Strange could take him out in the comic, but he crushed his hands. So they, they, I'm pretty sure they got to tease that or do that in the in the show. Yeah, I think you've, you've got good selection characters that can fight the Hulk, Iron Man. And Super Hulk Buster, you got black. Well, well, based on the Hulk that we've seen, Hulk is a bitch. <laughs> you got word. Thor can take it. Thor can beat his ass. <laughs> but anyway, so so uh, speaking of something else with Kevin Feige, Scarlet which, Witch. <laughs> I'm still going. People can kick his yeah, ass. <laughs> which, to me, this doesn't make sense based on what Thanos was trying to do. But Kevin Feige basically came out and confirmed that the snap. That Thanos did not only wiped away all human life and all alien animals. life, it wiped away all plants and animals. This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Because I thought like the whole you kill half the I plant thought the life. whole point was about resources and stuff. Yeah, if you kill half the plant, like those are the resources. Yeah, plants those and animals. Animals are, are the resources. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a, sentient life. That's the problem. Well, apparently that ant survived. <laughs> I feel and like. Added a while. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I feel like someone just cornered him and asked him a question. And he just offhandedly was like, "Yeah, yeah, everything, everything is affected." I don't think he really thought that one out. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense. No. I'm going to kill half the people and half the resources. Wait, what? Your plan was... The- yeah, your plan was about resources. <laughs> that's not, the enough, world that's not enough resources. That's why I'm going to get rid of the people because to have more resources for the people to survive. Because the whole yeah. thing about Gamora is like, yeah, now their bellies are fed. Nobody's gone home starving. Exactly. But if you get rid of... I don't know, whatever. It didn't make sense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. doesn't make any sense. But uh, you know what else doesn't make sense? What? The fact that Black Widow now has a director. <laughs> oh, yeah, this. That's what I was just saying before with the Hulk thing. I'm like, kill Black Widow, but I guess you can't now that she's a solo movie. Unless it's a prequel. It could be. What if she dies? Well, they said it's going to They said it's a prequel. Oh. So then they could do a thing if she dies in Avengers 4, have her be in a prequel. I mean, she could be in a prequel even if she doesn't die. <laughs> I know, but that's kind of like this Han Solo thing where you kill the character and then it's like, but don't worry. She's going to be another movie. A prequel movie. I still don't care. <laughs> I still don't care. Like, Black I just Widow, need one. A Black Widow movie is something I cared about like phase two. Yeah. It's like a phase too late. But if you put, uh, if you combined the T storylines of Budapest and Avengers 1 and her encounter with the Winter Soldier in Captain America 2, I think that'd be a cool movie. If you have a, a, a Budapest segment I don't with even know Hawkeye. If I, I don't even know if I want to see Budapest. I don't like, mean for the whole movie. Like, I just mean like you and I remember Budapest very differently. Yeah, what if it was just like just a mission, like in in whatever the overall mission is, one part of it is a Budapest scene with her and Hawkeye fighting together, and maybe the overall villain is Winter Soldier. I don't know, but at the same time, she didn't make it seem like she fought Winter Soldier. She just got shot by yeah, him. Yeah, she just got shot by him. I think she said she never she hadn't seen him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe it's just a thing where he's just a cameo. I mean, that's the, the cool cold open to the movie is her in a mission and then being shot by a winter soldier and then her recuperation for the movie. I'm over Scarlett Johansson, especially the whole controversy going on with her right now. With what? The the trans role. I've seen that, but I don't know anything about it. Basically, she was she, she was didn't cast learn as a she trans didn't, character. She didn't learn from Ghost in the Show being cast as an Asian woman. Being cast as an Asian woman, so now she's being cast as a trans man. Well, relax, bro. Matoko Kusanagi could be a white person. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> 
And funny enough, it's the same creators of the Ghost in the Shell movie, or the same directors behind Ghost in the Shell. So he just has a vendetta against like, <laughs> against minorities yeah, so in all forms. Casting casting uh, Scarlett Johansson as a trans man in a movie. A trans man? Trans man. So like a, a man that is becoming a woman. No, a woman that's becoming a man. Oh, okay. Other way. Yeah. So a trans woman is a, is a man that's becoming a woman. Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Like before she becomes a man? Or just that's just... No, just the whole... Well, I'm pretty sure the movie might start with her being a woman, but then eventually she becomes a man. With what? CGI and shit? Or makeup. Why does he get a trans person? Exactly. That's the controversy. <laughs> that's, what, that's why there's controversy. It's fucking stupid. So it It's is- like doing a black person biopic or something, and it's like... But we're going to cast Tom Hanks. Even her gonna, com- gonna CGI him black. Even her <laughs> comments were just like, basically, she was just like, well, other people did it, so I could do it too. Wait, what? That's basically more or less what she said. Because I like, think of Jared Leto. He's not trans, but he played a trans person. Or uh, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name, but uh, from... from. But that's different. I, I can't remember her name, but she played trans and she won an Oscar for it, Who? actually. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I can't about. remember her name. But she was she, she she was in the 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 woman from Karate Kid, Karate Girl. The third Karate Kid movie. How was instead of Daniel? Oh, Sun, oh, is that girl? That, yeah, her. She, like her all grown up or something. Yeah, when she was oh, when she got when she got older. Oh, I think I that I think know. that's her. Okay. And she won an Oscar for that, so she's like, well, they did it. I could do it too. It's like, yeah, but it's not the same time that we're in. Yeah, representation now more than ever. Yeah. I mean, the female thing, like, I can't really... And it's, and it's part of it. It's like, you don't cast trans people in trans... You don't cast trans people, period. But then it's a role that's for... Specifically for a trans person. And you won't cast a trans person? Like, and why? Because of ScarJo's name? Yeah, it's more or less. Like... And she probably wants... She probably thinks it, she can win an Oscar for it. <sighs> so there's controversy with that. I'm going to use the, the plight of real people to win an Oscar. But then, but then because everybody's, like, calling her out... She she dropped out. She dropped out of the the movie. Well, it's also probably because she's also got these the Black Widow soul. Uh, I was gonna say Marvel was like, bitch, you better fucking drop out this movie. We don't want no controversy with this Black Widow movie. Yeah, exactly. Ha, ah, bitch. <laughs> and you don't need it once you have Black Widow solo movie. You don't need a fucking controversial movie like that to be on your resume. So so, so after all that, I'm just like, okay, because more people now just like, yeah, ScarJo's canceled after that. <laughs> her as a person is canceled yeah she's canceled <laughs> so I'm like so it makes me go I don't know Black, Black the Black Widow movie might not be that well received because of the shit that's going on with Scarlett Johansson specifically yeah but how long how, that, people are gonna forget by that point uh, maybe when's, when's Black Widow coming out like two years probably at least yeah I don't minimum know. I was more excited about Black Widow when I thought it was a black woman director now it's not a black woman director I'm like I don't care <laughs> I, I was with you I'd be more excited if it was like a phase two movie not like not now, especially not after Avengers Four. I don't give a fuck about Black Widow prequel after Avengers Four. Well, something I don't give like. A if fuck. you want female characters, there's way uh, there's way more other like female Marvel characters. Give me a Valkyrie movie. movie. Give me a Wasp, the Wasp movie that exactly. we talked about. Any of those, A Force, Captain Marvel's already coming. A Force, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel. Yeah, like there's way there's way more options that are more interesting than Black Widow. Sorry, you know, like, <laughs> sorry, Black Widow. And now now that you're getting the X Men, give me a solo Storm movie. Yeah, like that'd be cool. So many other people than Black Widow. Trash. Well, 
You know what else is trash? What? At least for me. Well, I don't care. <laughs> you care. Okay. But, I mean, I care because I like her. But So, Denai Gurira is in talks to join the Godzilla versus Kong movie. Wow. To star, to star in it. Ooh. As a main character? As a main character. I mean, okay. okay. Okoye versus King Kong Godzilla. I'm, I'm down. You sold tickets right there. <laughs> I'm like, fuck Godzilla and Kong. <laughs> why, why do you hate? Why? Why do you say that? Because you like it. <laughs> bitch. Why, why would you destroy things you I love? You can't like things, Jordan. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but yeah, not only that, she's in talks to star in Godzilla versus Kong, but she's also in talks, in talks to star in Star Trek 4. Nah, I don't care about that one. <laughs> you like Star Trek. I don't. After two, I didn't really like the new Star Trek reboots. So it says a key role in Star Trek, Star Trek 4. Mm. So. Nope, don't care about that. But I care about big monsters. So we'll see. But also with that, these Black Panther cats. So you got Okoye, but also Chadwick Boseman. He is uh, set to star in a new action thriller movie called... Uh, 17 Bridges, and 17 Bridges is about, he's, Bozeman is going to portray a disgraced New York City, uh, New York City detective who, after being thrust into a citywide manhunt for a cop killer, is given a shot at redemption. So Chadwick Bozeman is spreading his wings just like a collier and doing other, other things. Don't care. Black Panther 2. <laughs> Don't care. Black Panther 2. <laughs> Oh, this is the T'Challa origin story. I don't care. Well, something else that you might care about. You like Zombieland, right? Yeah. So now it's, they, they were working on it, but it's now officially confirmed now that Emma Stone is signed on because she was the last holdout. Okay. But Zombieland is now getting a sequel with everybody coming back. All the characters and even the original director. Ooh. Yes. And Zombie Bill Murray? What? <laughs> Well, I don't know about him. And it's, uh, it says it's going to take place 10 years after because, you know, Zombieland came out in 2000. So yeah. they're going to do a real, a real I like when they time skip like that. Time skip, yeah. yeah. So they're all. I haven't seen What's His Face in a movie since, like, Scott Pilgrim. Who? What's his name? Scott Pilgrim guy. Why, uh, why am I thinking John Cena? That's not his name. Uh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah? Yeah, there you go. John Cena. <laughs> Was, was Michael Sarah in Zombieland? What was the main character? It was Jesse, T- uh, Je- not Jesse Tyler Ferguson. That's fucking uh, that sitcom. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor. Ew, it was. Yes. Okay. To he, be fair though, he I was also, the main character. I also confuse them all the time. Like they're basically the same person. Because you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> was it really? Yes, it was Jesse Eisenberg. Would you like to Google it to double check me? I am Googling it. Even though it. I'm looking right at the article that says Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> oh, shit, it is. <laughs> They're both so mousy, Michael. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to find the... They have like side-by-side comparisons of these guys. They look exactly the same. <laughs> well, speaking of something else that was greenlit, you know what else was greenlit? Did he like absorb Michael Sarah? Like, why did Michael Sarah? <laughs> Can I, can I move on? Yeah, you can move on. <laughs> well, yeah. Something else that was greenlit. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to show you the screen. Oh, great. Yes. But at least it's Joaquin the, Phoenix it's in the, the Joker movie. It's the better option of two Joker movies. Is it, though? Yes. What? You rather... Yes. <laughs> at least it's not Jared Leto. I, I, no, no, I, yeah, I get that. But at the same time... But I'm like, it doesn't connect to anything. 
That might be a good thing. It, may, it might be. <laughs> like, but at the same time, it's got a chance now, Michael. But at the same time, I'm like, who wants a Joker movie? I don't care who's starring in it. I don't know. What I don't. Do we... I don't want a Joker movie either. But like, and is Batman gonna be in this thing? Like, who gives a fuck about the Joker without Batman? He's gotta be. You can't have a Joker movie without Batman in some capacity, right? Just in his origin. They're just gonna show the cape, <laughs> or he's gonna say him, that man. <laughs> Like, even if they do it in a way where it is, like, Batman from the perspective of a criminal, where, remember in um, Suicide Squad, the movie, the first one, not the, the anime movie, then the first one, not Hell to Pay, mm-hmm. where Batman just showed up um, in the middle of, like, the, the villains breaking into Arkham or whatever, and he whooped all their asses, and you barely saw him, mm-hmm. like that. Like, if he's just, like, such a powerful presence that he doesn't need, like, lines or characterization he just is. That might be cool. But yeah, I'm giving this shit more credit than it's worth. It's probably not going to be that good. Yeah, it's going to take place in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it says it's going to be a gritty crime drama. No, it's stupid. Joaquin Phoenix. And I'm like, I like Joaquin Phoenix like, as an actor. Like, as, at one point, he was going to be Doctor Strange. But it's like, I don't want this movie. Me either. At all. Why, why are we doing this? Well, here's a picture of Michael Sarah and Jesse Eisenberg side by side. And that should give you an idea of why they look exactly the same. <laughs> they, they do look alike. They're very mousy white guys. They all look the same jawline, same like pursed lips, same big expressive eyes, curly hair. Like, come on. <laughs> anyway. Well, uh, so also something else that was confirmed so Lando Calrissian, because I mean they just did a movie with Solo. So Billy D. Williams is coming back mm-hmm. as Lando Calrissian in episode nine. To die. More than likely. Because <laughs> I mean Han Solo died. Yep. Leia's technically dead because Carrie Fisher died. Yeah, Luke dead. dead. Luke's di- dead. Star Wars has become like, let's kill the old people franchise. Yeah, he's, only, he's only come back to die. <laughs> Youth culture forever. <laughs> Which to me, and I'm, I mean, I guess it was already packed, but I'm like, he should have came back in eight because Han died in seven. You would think he would come back for his friend or to try to be like, oh, yo, I heard Han died. Can I get my shit back? Well, remember, he's supposed to be in that casino scene, which may have gave, which would have gave it some purpose, but they didn't do that. So Yeah, like if he if if he was the person that was like, well, uh, there's this guy that can break the that can break any uh any any lock or whatever the case may Here's be. Lando. And it's Lando. And it'd been like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. As opposed to with uh what's his name? Benicio del Toro. Oh, yeah, Stutter McGee over yeah. there. Yeah. It was stupid. So stupid. So stupid. Like I don't what did I give that? I gave it a more than passable, right? Cause like the like it's one of those movies where like the longer I'm away from it, the less I like it. Like the things I like in The Last Jedi I really like, but the things I don't like is stupid <laughs> like like the casino scene shit like all of that the entire plot line is just dumb that's like a third of the movie so I think I gave it a, a, a perfect vision at first but then I re-reviewed it with Jamie and gave it a more than passable I hope I did because it's, it's definitely not a perfect vision oh what Last Jedi no yeah no of course not yeah I told you that already <laughs> I, wanna, I think at this point now it's a low more than passable <laughs> Like, the longer I sit with it, the more I'm like, hmm, there was some shit that was stupid in that movie. And it makes it hard to rewatch. I told you that already. No, but, like, <laughs> it makes it hard to go back and, like, enjoy it for a whole sitting. Like, I can I can watch the, the, the Ray and Luke scene all day. Or, like, the ending with Luke versus the, the First Order all day. But then when you get to, like, any of that shit with uh, Canto Bite, it's just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. 
Wow, winding down. So, there's supposed to be this epic Power Rangers 25th anniversary episode. Woo! Episode 1 of Power Rangers Unworthy comes out in August. August. Moving on. 17th, 18th, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, so they asked David Yost, or was it Yost? Yost. If he was going to be a part of it, and he was just like, no. I mean, he's kind of over Power Rangers to extent. I mean, I mean he, he does it for the fans. Yeah, he's like, like, the fans are great, but yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not part of that episode. Yeah, I mean, Saban. Oh, no, it's not even But, I, but also, truth of the matter is, like, if, if I, if I had his experience with Power Rangers it basically traumatized to the point that like, he quit. Yeah, for being gay. Yeah, I wouldn't want to come back either. Fuck. The, granted, I know it's probably not the same people, but still. It's just still the experience. Yeah, the experience. And I wouldn't stigma attached to it. I wouldn't want to come back either. I think some of your coworkers are assholes. I'm not going to name names, but some of the Power Rangers that I used to love are kind of... Well, nice. didn't they make up? After after all these years, because I remember he was the he was the main one that was like picking on him, like with with the homophobia and stuff like that. I mean, you gotta save face for public. I know I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, save face for public. You know, like especially for the fans. It's more. I think that's more for the fans than it is for them and their personal lives. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I don't know. Who knows? I, I can just go. All yeah, I can go, do is go just by, guess. Go by his word. Yeah. But, uh, so, you are a fan of Avatar, The Last Airbender, correct? The show, right? Yes. Not I said movie. Avatar, The Last Airbender, oh, okay. not just The Last Airbender. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Well, of course. The, the head writer has, uh, and this is something that we more than likely have to review, because I'm going to make you review it. Okay. But the head writer has uh, announced that he's uh, uh, doing a new series that's going to Netflix called, coming out in September called The Dragon Prince. And Please tell me this is about Zuko. No. <laughs> Fuck! Uh, I got really excited! Uh, I just lost my spot. <laughs> Who cares? It's not about Zuko. <laughs> it's not about any of the Avatar characters. Oh, it's all whack! What's the point then? Oh, here it is. The Dragon Prince is a new animated series about two human princes who forge an unlikely bond with an elfin assassin sent to kill them, embarking on an epic quest to bring peace to their warring lands. And this is the poster. So, I mean, it looks... That does look cool. Yeah, it looks cool. as and the plus, It's a movie? The head, no, uh, yeah, I think it's a movie or a series. It just says new... No, animated series. Ooh. So it's all going to drop in like... One up, well, one day, September. Yeah, whole season. Okay. It doesn't say what day in September, but September 2018. And so, not how many episodes either? Pretty much a couple months from now. Okay. No, it doesn't say how, how many months from now. But I mean, the head writer of Avatar, and Avatar was fucking epic. So. Mm, okay, but the writing for Avatar is only half of the equation if the animation has to be good too. And well, it also, I'm assuming, I mean, based on the poster, it looks the animation looks good. Okay. So, we'll I'm see. excited. We'll see. Is it based on the poster? The animation looks good. It's not what animation means, Michael. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the poster looks nice. <laughs> so the art style might be nice. <laughs> fuck you. I don't like you anymore. We're, okay. not, we're not friends. Okay. So, final couple. <laughs> I, I see your face. It's like final couple. It's like what? Is that final? So yeah. So Joss Whedon is coming back to TV. Okay. And he's going to HBO this time around. Mm. And he's doing a show called The Nevers. Okay. And The Nevers is described as an epic science fiction drama about a gang of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities. What is with him and women? I mean, 
He writes women. Okay. That's his thing. All right, it's his thing. He can't. He can't write women, Jordan. No, I'm just. It's just that seems to. I guess it's his thing. He does it all the time. We don't have enough women superhero characters. After all this controversy with him and the Batgirl shit, I'm surprised he's still pushing for the women's shit. Well, the Batgirl. It wasn't because of Batgirl. It was the controversy was mostly about because he cheated on his wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But whatever. <laughs> but they have unusual abilities. Fight relentless enemies and a mission that might change the world. HBO. So is this like a backdoor prequel to Buffy? <laughs> it must be. The original Slayers. Anyway, finally. So, something that I'm excited about. All this talk about Milestone and when can we get Static Shock Season 4 is out on Amazon right now. <laughs> Brought it back. Yeah. yeah. So Static Shock is coming back and they're dropping the Wait, what? first issue. Oh, the comic. comic. Yeah, not the show. Man, you bitch. You can't lead like that yeah. and be like, Static yeah, Shock's coming no, back. Static Shock is coming. Oh, it it is coming back, though. Okay. <laughs> so, first issue is dropping in November. I mean, October. Wait, is this in its own universe or is it's this New 52? Earth or- M. Oh, that's right. The for black melanin, u- yeah. The Earth black M universe. for Earth, Earth Melanin. Oh, it's racist. It was like icon and shit. Yeah, I, I mean, which honestly, I would prefer that because they get their own time to shine because if they were in if they were in the dc universe you know they were going to hide them behind yeah you're right like you're icon right. is never going to be as iconic as superman <laughs> he's never going to get nice play on words <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. yeah but uh yeah so first issue dropped and that's 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 going to be the start of earth m with the first issue of static shock he's their spider-man he's their spider-man so first issue drops in october so we're going to review it i'm down i'm excited so yeah and they do it right First four this, seasons this, are on Amazon. This could wow. This could be the DC version of uh, Ultimate Comics, like the Ultimate Marvel. It could be, but hopefully they don't cancel it. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's very easy to cancel because it's a black universe. Yeah, it's, a it's black, the most cancelable yeah, universe. Yeah, I, I can't relate to this comic or this universe. It's all black people. <laughs> like, There's nothing for me to latch on to. What? Where's, where's Gear? He's he's white. <laughs> Well, maybe they'll maybe they'll introduce gear, but like the original original Static Shock, Richie was in the, but he wasn't gear. Yeah, that was they made the yeah they made that for the cartoon. So hopefully, because for exactly they needed a, a white protagonist. Yeah, You're like all these kids don't want to, don't care about Static Shock. We need a white kid for them to identify with. Yeah, so maybe they'll introduce gear. I mean, I like gear, but let's I, I like gear too. Let's let him stay on the side, and hopefully they make him gay like he originally was. Wait, Richie was gay, in in the, uh in the original comic, yeah. And it was a whole thing like that, kind of like how Ip, what's his name? Ipso, the the guy that did our art. Ipso Wasso. Oh, Lee Wasso. Yeah, how he said, "Oh, I helped get rid of his homophobia." Yeah, it was the same thing with the Richie and Static relationship. How his because Static or Richie was his best friend, and then him coming out as gay, they kind of had a oh, a, so was, they kind of had tension, but so then Virgil eventually was a little homophobic. Yeah, Virgil was homophobic, um. but then him being Static, like Richie was getting gay bashed, and he came to his defense. And that kind of mended their relationship, and he's not—he wasn't homophobic anymore. Oh, that's just, that'd be wow! They should really make like a live action. Hopefully, this is like the beginning of it, but they should make a live action universe for this. And I mean, Richie was gay in the cartoon. I don't care. Like, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like when you said it, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually for the cartoon too. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have like one earring and shit? Too? Yeah, he had one earring. But I mean, what does that mean? I don't know. Back Mr. In the 90s, T has one earring. Back in the nineties, it meant something. I, I pity the fool. Oh my god. <laughs> I beat a fool, suck my dick. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. That sounds cool. But yeah, I said it's gonna be bi-monthly. Damn. So two, two, two. Oh, okay. So not not every two months. 
No, two a month. Two a month. Okay. Yeah. So every two weeks. Oh wait. No. One. Wait. I don't know. It what? just says bi monthly. So two a month. That's what I think. No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, news guy. No, it, just, it, it says they told me bi monthly instead of monthly. Okay. So yeah, it means two a month. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Oh, and I hope they eventually spin this out into like a Netflix. That'd be so cool if they did a live action Netflix series. They were going to do a live action static series, but then it got canceled. Before it even started, it got canceled? Before it even got started, it got canceled. Because I guess maybe they want to pepper, they want to put him in Black Lightning for whatever reason. Ooh. But either way, I still want him to have his own. I don't want him in Black Lightning because I feel like that would take away from Lightning and Thunder. Because he's, he's a way bigger character. So people are going to want more of him than the other. Than... Spin him out. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah, have him just well, show up. I don't want up. him on CW. I don't want him on CW. Put him on Netflix. That'd be really cool if they spun him out from Black Lightning, though. Have a kid. You could you could do a really cool storyline where. I also, kind of feel like it would take away the thunder of Black Lightning. Because right, you, you confuse me with all these thunder. Take exactly. away the thunder of Black Lightning. <laughs> he's a way bigger character. Okay. Yeah, but you could think you could do a thing where he's a young kid who just discovers his powers, kind of like in the beginning of Young Justice. Where he just doesn't really have mastery over it, and he just kind of manifests it, and then maybe Jefferson takes him under his wing for a little while, and then he spins off in his own thing. He moves away to uh, where does he live? Chicago. Dakota. Dakota. There we go. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know. A better version of Kid Flash. I just want a character who is a young protege who the main mentor actually cares about in these CW shows. Damn it! <laughs> ah, Kid Flash. You'll get that with Jefferson and his daughters. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You're already getting that with Jefferson and Thunder. Yeah, but I can't. I can't. That teamwork. I can't insert myself into that because they're a family and there's not a boy. Uh, I have nothing to relate to because they're too black. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, too I female. I can't insert myself in that. They're black. I'd insert myself into Thunder if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> penis. <laughs> yes, I got it. <laughs> Did you? That's, but that's not where penises go. <laughs> I hate you. They're going man ass. Ah! <laughs> and with that. <laughs> booty clap, booty clap, booty clap. No. <laughs> My booty's so fresh, they call me Tic Tac. That is so disturbing. <laughs> anyway, that's been episode for Blur Vision. Next week we're talking, what's coming out? Teen Titans Go? Booty so fresh. Disturbing. Teen Titans Go comes out next week, Teen Titans Go comes out next week. So we're talking Teen Titans Go, and I want to watch The First Purge. We should do three movies next week. Three movies? Yes. This I want to say sorry to bother you. This is already a three and a half hour podcast. But that's because we talk comics, uh, comics, the Cloak and Dagger, and then the movie. So what are the three movies you want to see? Sorry to bother you, The Purge, and then Teen Titans Go. Oh, man, it's going to be a gauntlet of fucking movies. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, maybe we'll hit two out of three. Who knows? Two next week to find we'll, we'll out. We'll hit three out of three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then you got My Academia, Cloak and Dagger, and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, no comics. No comics. I feel like there was a comic that I wanted to talk about. but I'm... Flash 50. You didn't read it. Yes, Flash War. So maybe there will be one comic. Well, well, tune in next week to figure out what the hell we're going to talk about because <laughs> we threw out a bunch of possibilities, but who knows? <laughs> next week comes around. Yeah, we didn't watch anything. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> we're going to talk Modern Academia. And, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> and news. Bye, guys. <laughs> not even news. Bye, guys. Oh, yeah. Fuck. We might have to. No, we might have to not do three movies. I Why? just remember. Next week is Comic-Con. So, you know how much news oh, is? Oh, it's going to be mad It's going to be mad news. <laughs> <laughs>
it's maddening how much news there's gonna be. All right, that's next week, Michael. This week is over. So that's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. This has been your host Jordan with booty so fresh to call me Tic Tac, Michael. <laughs> I want to say like that's that's Michael. <laughs> and we will see you next week. I can't believe <laughs> I had it queued up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they call me Tic Tac. My booty's so fresh. My booty's so fresh. Ah, shake it, shake it, shake it. All right, we're gonna run it. Bye, bye. My, my, my booty's so fresh. Booty, booty, Tic Tac. My booty's so, booty so fresh. My booty's so, booty so fresh. Booty so, booty so fresh. My booty's so. Booty so fresh, they call me tic